Welcome, everybody, to episode number 47 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey's not currently with us, but plans to join us on at some later point. Uh, but we don't have an ETA on that, so when the time comes, we're just going to you know, bring him in from, from Skype. But we don't have any new games to tease this week, but we're... We've got a few older stuff that we've been playing. Uh, Dead Space is going to be teased later. Skyrim is going to be teased later. Diablo 3 is going to be teased later. And some uh, new newer iPhone games are going to be teased later. That's the, the newer thing that we're going to be talking about later. Our topic for today is going to be best of the SNES. So we all have our top five favorite SNES games. Plus we'll be mentioning honorable mentions, obviously. So that's our topic for the day. Nibble Bits. Cor- or Will, why don't you go ahead with Corey's nibble bits? Corey's nibble bits? Yeah, we'll get those out of the way first. All right. Uh, his first one is the UK's ASA rules that the Mass Effect 3 advertising was not misleading. Um, the next one is the original Final Fantasy makes its Windows phone debut. Uh-huh. Well, let's talk about the Mass Effect 3 thing real quick. Okay. Um, it was okayed by the UK's uh, Advertising Standards Authority, mm-hmm. which is... I don't know. I don't know what the comparable thing in the United States would be, but they they just make sure there's no like false advertising. Yeah, you know, it's you know whatever that well, sort of thing. The more interaction I have with Russian people, the less I like them. So with Russian people, their opinion doesn't really matter to me at this point. Oh, well, it's the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Russian? Where'd you even get that? Were you thinking the USSR? I am thinking the USSR. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty similar. Starts with sure. a U. Yeah, yeah. I hear it. Or US. <laughs> all the same same boat. UK, ASA. Hey, I took a week off. I'm rusty, all right? <laughs> so no, you grab a beer. Oh, I should have chilled those for you. Whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> At this um, point in my life, I don't fucking care. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I had a... Uh, this is off topic already, but... I had uh, Sam Adams, I don't know, Sunday or Monday, and it had been sitting out in the sun for like an hour, and it was warm, but it was mm. still so good. This actually isn't bad. Yeah. The Blue Moon Summer Honey Wheat. Oh, there you go. I mean, you... it's it's a little cooler down here anyway. Right, right. Plus, anything compressed is cooler right. anyway. But anyway, back on to topic. Uh, the, they, they said that they believed consumers should know that there are uh, only a finite amount of possible outcomes. And that was like their primary reasoning for saying that the it was not false advertising. So, okay, I don't know if I agree with that. I think that's kind of a cop out answer, but that's just me. Yeah, but right. it, Russians, Russians, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot believe you just got that mixed up that bad. <laughs> eh. uh, well, anyway, uh, did you get the original Final Fantasy app, Dan? No. For the Windows Phone? No. Yeah, it just came out. What? Yeah. I've been the original Final You're Fantasy makes its Windows Phone debut. Loop. Where the hell did he find that? I didn't. I saw it on Kotaku. I think. Really? I think. Okay. I uh, saw it. You know what? I'm gonna look right now. Go ahead. Continue. All right. Um, the next one: Angry Asian Internet Cafe owners are filing a class action lawsuit against Blizzard. That's because the server issues have been really bad over there in Korea. Yeah. So they're filing, you know, an a law. A lawsuit against them because the internet cafes they're playing are like making a bunch of money for like the game and stuff like that. So they're not playing. They're huh. just basically anger. For yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I get it. I think they're trying to 
force the issue. You know, yeah. either Blizzard improve their thing or make the game so it's not doesn't have to be online all the yeah. time. So yeah. I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, the next one is Diablo 3's Real Auction House is live. Real Money Auction House. Uh, you can buy a virtual item for $250. So Jesus. I heard that. Somebody was telling me that at work today. I didn't get on it yet, but... And Blizzard gets 15% of mm-hmm. each purchase? Yep. And then they get a little bit more if you're paying through PayPal. Mm-hmm. They get a they get a little extra cut, too, which is crazy to me. 250 Yeah. Do you want is, to... that the, is that the cap? Is that as much as you can spend, or... I'm not sure, to be honest. Or is that just the most an item is right now? It might be the most an item can be right now. Okay. That's what I would think, at least. Okay. But who knows? Who would want to do that? I don't know. Even if I had the money, I don't think I would spend $250 there, on a virtual item. You know there's some jackass out there. Yeah. There's probably some kid taking his parents' credit card. Ooh. Yeah. And buying yeah. Diablo 3 equipment. Yep. Um, the next one is Call of Duty Black Ops 2 is coming to the Wii U. Uh, this is according, I thought that was a rumor. It is a rumor, but it leaked from Nintendo's magazine. Yeah. That's where it leaked. And it has a picture of, like, I think it's Sergeant Woods. And it has the gamepad controller held up to the screen. For what? For the Wii U. I missed that. Oh. The gamepad. You know how you can have the two screen things? Yeah. It has a picture of the main character for Black Ops 2. Oh, okay. And that yeah. leaked from Nintendo's magazine, apparently. Yeah. So that be, could be possibly one of the launch titles for the okay. Wii U. Well, it probably will be, if it does, if that's true. Uh-huh. Um, and the next one is Dead Island's Riptide is wholly new game and only costs 50 bucks. And I don't know anything about that. I didn't even look at that. No, me neither. So I should probably look at that. Yeah. Anyway, while I'm looking at that, I'm done with okay. Corey's. All right, Eric, why don't you go ahead? Okay. Um, Journey's developer, um, that game company, is no longer tied to Sony because of the oh. funding they've got. I guess they had like a three-game contract with uh-huh. them. And since they have, they made $5.5 bucks off of Journey alone. Wow. So with that new funding in there, no longer tied down. They can move on to other platforms and make some more money. Uh, that I mean, I was kind of hoping that their games would come over to Xbox, but those games are just for Sony. Right. They'll have to make a new game now yep. for multi-platform if they yeah. decide to do that. But that's good. But they, I was reading this article. I didn't realize that um, a bunch of their founders left the company. Oh, really? It's yeah. not so. It's not really the same company. Right. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, I think to nobody's surprise, Diablo three was the top-selling game in May. Yeah. Um, hardware sa- sales were down 39%. Um, and Sony is putting $20 million. This is from Kotaku. They're putting $20 million into exclusive PlayStation Network games. Really? Which is exciting. I'm very excited. It's um, a three-year a three year plan to develop more, I guess, to compete with Xbox Live Arcade yeah. would be the, the aim of it. So yeah. hopefully they can get some good stuff because they have Journey and Flower and um, Pixel Junk. Side scroller is a really cool one too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's some cool games on there. Hopefully, they they come out with some cool stuff. I'm excited that I bought a PS3 all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Made we'll it. we'll talk about that yeah. in a second. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for me. Okay, uh, I I'll go next. EA just announced The Sims 3 Supernatural, which is an expansion that lets players play as werewolves, witches, and fairies. And apparently, you're in this exploring this new Tyler, town. You, you, Tyler got pumped all of a sudden for that fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's in the house tonight. We didn't even yes, say. Yes, he is. Yes, we he made is. it. Welcome, Tyler. Thank you. 
you. No problem. Uh, I'm actually surprised they didn't make it so you can be a vampire because mm-hmm. of the whole Twilight. Well, that's just bad marketing. Because yeah. if they were smart, they would have. I would think so. It, with True Blood and and Twilight and Abe Lincoln, all that's yeah, Abe Lincoln, Abe Lincoln movie coming out, and the new uh, the new Skyrim. Although there's not right. much crossover probably with the Skyrim Dawn Guard. Yeah, I don't and, I don't see the, the, the Skyrim 3. crowd and the Sims crowd being the same folks. No. I do. <laughs> I'm one of them. I don't know. Maybe. Are you? <laughs> I did play the first Sims so just because it was different. It was know? different. I kind of want to play as Sims all of a sudden. Every, like, three years, I'll be like, man, I want to play the Sims, and it goes away in, like, two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, no, I don't. Well, you can get it on your iPhone now. Can you? Yeah, I think it's on iPhone. Yeah, yeah it is, actually. I think it's, I bought it, but didn't play it's like it. It's not as much fun as Bag It. No, True. Bag That's It we'll talk about later. True. Phenomenal. All right, my next one is uh, Aisha Tyler came under attack from gamers for not being a, quote, true gamer. Ooh. Which I thought was BS. Boy. I listen to her podcast. I'm a fan of hers. I know she plays video games. I don't like the condescending attitude, too, that a lot of gamers have um, for people. Uh, you know, she may not be the best at, like, because she likes shooters. She likes playing Halo and Call of Duty and all that stuff. Yeah. Which um, most gamers do now. Right, exactly. Uh, that's a normal, normal gamer. And, you know, they criticize her because they're like, oh, you know, you're probably not good at those games. Well, you know, she doesn't. She's a has two te- two television shows. She is a stand up comedian and performs at night. She right. doesn't she doesn't sit around and play video games all day like I do. Yeah. It's like you're not good at that, but you have way more money than I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so yeah, you're you're better than me at Call of Duty, but yeah, that's how's, not saying how's your much. Bank account? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not saying much. So and, and she went on to she I think made a post on her Facebook saying that oh, I don't remember exactly what it said, but you know she was picking on the gamers for you know staying in their parents basements yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but she said she plays games because she loves them and not for not to be good at them and that's exactly why i play video games yeah exactly that's um, how you should play video games you can play video games to be good at them but don't criticize someone who plays video games because they like them like i do so i'm not into the whole try and be the best i can at every game i'm i can't get good at anything anyway so i don't even bother trying the only game i try to be really good at is fifa yeah but other, other than, than that, that, that fucking Jeff beats me every time. <laughs> He's good. He's very good. He's good. Okay, my last one is GameStop is offering a free battery and steel driver or Pilot Wings Resort with the purchase of a new 3DS. So Ooh. wait, wait, wait. What was that again? They're offering a free battery. And a copy of Steel Driver or Pilot Wings Resort with the purchase of a 3DS. Do we know if those games are any good? Probably not. If they're given, being given away for free, probably not. Steel Driver and Pilot Wings? Yeah, Pilot, Pilot Wings Resort. I played Pilot Wings on Super Nintendo. I feel like that one would be better than the other one. Nah, that's the last thing. I'm going to look it up. Just a hunch, which I'm getting a 3DS soon. Yeah, I don't know. So. I'm right there with you. But it does come with a free battery. I don't know how much you used to get out of an extra battery. Pilot if, Ring, go ahead. Dan. Pilot Wings Resort and Pilot Wings Resort got a six point five on Gamespot. All right, and what's the other one? S- Steel Driver. One word. Yeah. Steel Driver, the always sought after. That didn't even get a review. Oh, so that's probably not a good sign. <laughs> At least Pilot Wings got a review. Right. Maybe it was a joke review. <laughs> 
I, what was it? I think it was uh, maybe Game Informer magazine would review really bad games like Barbie games or something really? in the for in the back, <laughs> just for a joke. <laughs> it's so. Actually, not a bad idea. Yeah. Okay, well, what do you what do you got for nibble bits? I have my first one is Microsoft and Nintendo are not attending Tokyo Game Show or the Gamescom. Uh, Microsoft's not attending because they're really not that big over there in Japan as opposed like Sony and Nintendo. Right. And I didn't really get a reason why Nintendo's not doing them, probably because of, I don't know, like production of their consoles and stuff, yeah. or their new console. Maybe. Uh, well, I, I think what the the way a lot of people are going now is they like to have their own events, mm-hmm. I guess. So that's probably, I think I read that Microsoft is not going to those events because they want to have their own events. Okay. Um, which, I mean, in Japan never are really that big because, like you said, it's not it's not nearly as big in Japan as yeah. it is in North America and Europe. So Yeah. All right. Um, my next one is the rumor of the Left 4 Dead prequel was apparently a lie, and that's said by Valve's head of the company. Okay. Um, and my last one is a person who leaked the Mass Effect DLC on the last multiplayer. Uh, Rebellion Pack has leaked more DLC for Mass Effect. It's called Earth. Uh, the new maps are Rio, Vancouver, and London. There's new weapons and new N7 <clears throat> classes are available. Uh, the Destroyer, the Paladin, Demolisher, Slayer, Shadow, and Fury. Mm-hmm. So if that's true, it seems like we it's should get back be, into that. I'm going. I'm I, every time I get on Xbox, it's what I play. I would like to. I've been thinking about getting back into some gears too. Yeah, Ooh. I will too. And if they're adding new classes for Mass Effect, yeah, that's gives me cool. more reason to play. Before Black Ops Two comes out. Yeah. Yep, and it consumes. <laughs> Consumes the life or Halo, Halo Four. Oh, that looks like it's because that will consume my life for at least. Yeah, a month. I mean they're coming out around the same time. It looks like so, but I'll always play the game that my friends are playing. So. Yeah, I probably will have to get which will probably be more game. Halo, right? Yeah, because Billy plays Halo. The only friend that'll have Call of Duty is Will. Oh, okay, for me, and I think everyone else will probably have Halo too. Steel Diver, by 4. the way, four point five oh. on GameSpot. So yeah, quality games <laughs> somehow there. managed a seven on IGN. Huh. <laughs> you can imagine uh, okay that's, that's impressive all right what else you got well that's all i had okay all right on to our weeks uh we'll talk to eric first because i wanted to get some of eric's impressions from from e3 from this from the stuff he saw um honestly didn't see too much but the games uh, i managed to at work the other night watch some trailers for some of the games uh-huh. um I'll start with Zombie U, Uh just because that's really the only Wii thing that I was interested in I saw. Um, I thought that looked really cool. Yeah, it does look cool. Really cool. Um, I don't know if it's enough to make me want to buy a Wii U right away. They're really going to have to... It's going to have to not cost very much. Yeah, and they're going to have to pump up the lineup because right now it's like... No, I was kind of disappointed with Nintendo's press Mm -hmm. conference. Pretty weak. Uh, Pikmin looks kind of interesting. It's not a game I want to buy, though. Right, exactly. It's more of a rent. Yeah. And see if you like it. Red box. But really, I mean, you're right. And and the the third-party games are like Mass Effect mm-hmm. uh, or Mass Effect 3. Um, Batman Arkham City is another one. Uh, what's the nothing, other one? It's just nothing. Assassin's to... Creed. Well, you own right, all those, but Assassin's Creed I will get, but not for the Wii. Right, for Xbox. Right. Yeah. So, but Zombie U looks awesome. Zombie I was U really, awesome. really impressed with that. Um, yeah. I. It would scare the shit out of me, for one. I know yeah. that for a fact. If I played that by myself with yeah. the lights off, yeah, yeah. It looks I don't scary. know if I'd be able to sleep. Well, especially, I mean, the th- thing I thought was the coolest was when you're going through your inventory, you're going through your inventory on the screen yep. while zombies are still coming at yeah. you, so you got to hurry. And it's same with really the, cool. the, the, the keypad mini game yeah. thing. I really liked how they integrated the 
the controller pad yeah. screen with everything to scan the mm-hmm. the environment and you know de- deal with your inventory like you were saying so mm-hmm. i thought that looked awesome yeah um for the ps3 i'm i'm pretty excited about beyond mm-hmm. two souls i think that looks really cool the yes, story seems like it's going to be awesome um i want to play heavy rain some point this summer uh-huh. that's the same people made that correct yep okay yeah, I, I think wanna, it was that one. I'm almost positive it was. It was, yeah. Yeah, I want to play Heavy Rain at some point this summer. Corey said that's really good, and that's highly regarded as one of the best PS3 games. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I think the story looks awesome. The the girls got like some crazy powers. And yeah, it looks like it's gonna it's, be crazy. It's very it, it's very intriguing the yeah. way the, the way they set it up because yeah. you don't you don't really know like what her deal right. is. But you and know, you it's want something crazy. yeah, you want to find out. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why you want to play the game. Um, Last of Us looks awesome mm-hmm. it's i mean i'm everybody's seen it by now i don't really yeah. need to explain it but you know just like a survival mm-hmm. i think that's the, the kind of way the games are going so people are into the survival it doesn't necessarily have to be zombies but like right. you're the only person around you know what i mean just trying to survive yep it's just a man and his thoughts yeah uh halo 4 looked fucking sweet yeah it did I really agree. sweet um Graf- I thought the graphics were a pretty big improvement they from were. even Reach. I agree. They looked really good. Definitely agree. I think that's going to be an awesome game. Yeah, yeah. looked all right. And <laughs> Watch Dogs, which I hadn't even heard of beforehand, and I was, I was looking over the E3 stuff, and they kept talking about Watch Dogs. I'm like, that sounds like something stupid. Yeah, like, it, does it should sound. be for like a, a Wii family mm. game. Yeah. Like, do you know what it reminded me of? Before I looked it up, I thought it was like one of the Wii dog games yeah, that you take care I of the, the puppies or whatever. That's what I thought. Nintendo like, like, yeah, dogs. Yeah. dogs. Like, that's what I thought it <laughs> was. It's called Watch Dogs. Like you have to neighborhood watch of dogs. You have to set up for something stupid like yeah. that. That's exactly what I thought. They really could have made a better name for it. Yeah, you know? I agree. But that being said, it looks awesome. Yeah, it does. Really great. Yeah. I think the game I'm most excited for out of that bunch is probably Beyond Two Souls, though. Uh huh. Probably just because of the way they set it up. Yeah, and they did a really good job. They did a great job showing with that. that. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about was the smart glass thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't know too much about it, but I know Corey wrote an article. Yes. I didn't get a chance to read it, but he said it was kind of like an answer to the Wii U. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's basically going to do the same thing. It's going to make it so that you. Like content can be shared on your different, like on your phone or your iPad or your Xbox. Um, but the good thing about it is it's it'll work with stuff you already have. Like so, you I mean you have your iPhone, you, you're going to be able to use your iPhone with right. it. You're not going to need to buy a new device. Can you use it for iPad too? Yes. Okay. iPad. Uh, God, I any, really want to get an iPad. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Any any Android devices or uh, Windows devices. So Windows 8 tablets will have the functionality. But what, like the way they explained it. Um, they didn't really say what you can do with games, but I think they're leaving that up to the developers to, you know, incorporate to, it. Yeah, to incorporate it mm-hmm. to come up with good ideas for it. It'll probably have the same kind of functionality as Wii U. But what they did was one of the things that you can do with it is make it so, like, if you're watching a movie on your Windows tablet, we'll say, mm-hmm. um, like on the way home from an airport or whatever, the airport or wherever, you can put the movie like on your Xbox immediately in the same spot without needing to do anything it'll just your xbox will just know know where you are and then the other thing they did is they were some someone was watching uh game of thrones on their xbox i don't know if it was like on the hbo go app or whatever Mm -hmm. but they had um their tablet with them and they were uh like it showed the map of the world in game of thrones and like there was bios for characters that you could read uh while you were watching the show because i guess it has a lot of characters and stuff that can be kind of hard to keep track of and 
uh, showed you know it, you know so you can visualize like what maps and stuff look like. So, oh, I'll be darned. <laughs> I thought you might want to see that. Yeah, that's well. I've been my, my Eric just showed me that my wife put up, put on Facebook that my son's finally walking. Um, <laughs> Upstairs. Yeah, but I've I like I've been working on it with him during the day. So I saw him walk a little bit today. That's exciting, though. Yeah. So congrats to the little guy. Yeah. He's finally up off his butt. I saw one <laughs> now, thing. Now he can get a job. Yeah, he best get out there and get a job, actually. Yeah. But anyway. Record with us. <laughs> one thing I saw that, or I at least heard about that they're going to do with it, is you can, like, make your own plays and stuff. Yes. With oh, yeah, they did show that. Um, Like, you can, I don't know if you pause the game or whatever, mm-hmm. but, yeah, like, if you're doing an audible, maybe you can drop your own play real quick. That's cool. On your tablet and then put it, like, into the game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there was one other thing at E3 that I wanted to talk about with, um, Microsoft. When I was watching, they were showing, uh, when I was watching the EA, the EA sports thing, uh-huh. they were incorporating more connect into Madden Yes. and FIFA specifically. <sighs> yep. I don't know how I feel about it. I think it could work. Yeah. Cause it was just basically like making it so you can make substitutions and stuff like that with your voice. Yes. Which I think is pretty cool for yeah. FIFA especially. Yeah. Uh Jeff and Bill, I know my my two FIFA buddies were not overly excited about it. Yeah. No, I understand. I wasn't I wasn't thrilled, but I don't I don't play right. Madden or FIFA really, but I think the cool thing about the FIFA is you can change your strategy on the fly yeah. by saying it. I, think, I think that's that'll, that's cool. That'll be useful, I think. And you can yell at the referee, which, right. I mean, I do all the time anyway. Yeah, so you're going to get carded a lot. I will get carded. Absolutely. I have a mouth, so. But yeah, me, if you if you say the F word, you get a yellow card uh, gotta right away. I got to constantly when I play that game. But me and Corey were talking about NHL and how it could work with NHL. You could yell to change the lines or change your strategy on the that fly. That would be cool. Or you could, you know, if you're a defenseman and you have the puck and you're about to shoot, you could tell your players to crash the net. Yeah. No, so, they could absolutely do some really cool stuff with yeah. it. Yeah. They could. If they just keep it like that. I'm all for the connect. Yeah, but all the movement gaming, it doesn't the work. The movement shit, they should just they should honestly just focus on the voice stuff because yeah. ugh, the movement stuff's worthless. Yeah. I, I feel like they should make it so you can just talk into your Xbox microphone yeah. for, the, for the voice stuff. Right? Well, they're not going to do that now. But, no, I know. But I agree <laughs> with you. Okay. But, yeah. So that was that's pretty much what I took away from what I saw. I didn't I didn't watch a ton of it, but I, I did watch some of the trailers. So. Yeah. Glad I got a PS3 now. Yeah. I'm very jealous, actually, of those those two games specifically. Yeah. So okay, uh, what'd you do this week? This Work? Past, oh, you know what? I actually I was off this weekend. I went uh, camping with a good friend James for his birthday. So we we I mean we didn't do a ton. It was just like a relaxing thing. Mm-hmm. We went kayaking and ate a bunch and drank a bunch of beer. Yeah. And just like kind of sat around, you nice. know. Um, I feel like I did something else too. Tyler, what do we do? I don't remember. Oh, well, we had the golf tournament. Yeah, you weren't there. That's fine. It was the. <laughs> I had the uh, the golf tournament for the Make a Wish Foundation because we had a friend that passed away from cancer, and uh, we played in the the Make a Wish tournament. Me, Billy, Jeff, and Billy's dad. Um, but the the tournament is starting to focus on one particular person mm-hmm. each year, and they they started with our friend this year. So okay, it was really cool. Cool. But, wow. I mean, other than me being just brutal at golf. It's a hard sport. It's very hard, but but his parents were nice enough to, to pay for all of us to play, uh-huh. and uh, it was free food and drinks all day, and I got pretty drunk and yep. 
I a lot. swung and missed four times on one tee shot. Oh, and sweet. Jeff and Bill, <laughs> they were almost vomiting because they were laughing so hard at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty uh, pretty bad. <laughs> I Yeah, it is pretty bad. I have no idea. I, the last three times I swung, the club hit the same spot every time. <laughs> and I just could not figure it out. I picked it up. I was like, nope, done. You should have just thrown it. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily it was captain and crew, and Bill is, oh, Bill's pretty go. good at golf, so I had that going for me. Okay. And <laughs> if it, you can hit, like, one or two good shots during the round, you're like, okay. That's what I, I did. did. Okay. I hit. Like, yeah. I think we used, like, three of my yeah, shots. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> so, that's um, how I am with, good with captain and crew because, yeah. I, I, like, I'm a pretty good chipper. So, that's what I can do is yeah. chip and pot, but yep. that's it. Same here. Um, and the last thing is the, the uh, Euro soccer tournament started this week mm-hmm. or last week, and that's been pretty sweet. Yeah. Really been trying to watch it as much as I can. Ireland sucks. They got their asses kicked both <laughs> games. Of course, that's who I'm rooting for since because uh, I'm Irish. So yeah, but they're awful. And I was rooting for the Netherlands too, and they're not going to make it either. So Germany, I always root for Germany. So that's who I'm going with, and they've okay. won their first two games. Nice, so. excellent, good shit. Yeah. Well, what do you got for us? Um, I had my end of the year baseball party up at. Were you uh, invited? Yeah, of course. Good. Up at uh, the lake in Ithaca, which was pretty awesome. Did which lake were you on? Ugh, I don't even remember, to be honest. Cayuga? Yeah. Cayuga Lake? One of the I, finger lakes. I was lakes. camping at uh, Cayuga Lake, which is a smaller one okay. in, like, Odessa area. Mm-hmm. It's further west. Yeah. Nice. But that was really fun. Went tubing for the first time uh, ever. Face planted really hard in the water. Sure. That kind of hurt. Yeah, it hurts a lot. Yeah, but other than that, it was really fun. Had a blast. Ate a lot of food. You know, just with my baseball team. Very nice. And then school's over for me now, so I'm on hey. summer vacation. I have three tests to take, which I just took one today. Finished my social studies one, so I only have two more, and then I'm done and can work full time. Cool. Make a lot of money. Excellent. Very nice. Yeah. Buy yourself and and me a 3DS. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Well, yeah. Spread the love. I'll I'll help you out. I'll spot you one dollar. It's better than no dollars, right? That's true. Better than that, no, nothing. Okay. Uh, the only thing I want to talk about is Stanley Cup. Oh yeah, watch watch oh, the Kings yeah. Kings win and the after the after celebration, which is fun. It's nice to see uh, John Quick win the Conn Smythe, and uh, it was nice Good. to see Dustin Brown with wholesome his no- Americans. Yeah, wholesome Americans. Dustin Brown with his no teeth <laughs> carrying around the cup. He's a lot. Uh, I don't want to say dirtier player than I thought he was, but he's kind of a dirtier player. Than yeah, I he, he, he was. he's he's not afraid gritty. to take a shot. Yeah. He's gritty. Yeah, he gets in there and mixes it up. Yes, I like that about him. Yes, he does. But uh, yeah, Jonathan Quick, man. Yep. Awesome. Yep. We're hoping he leads us to a gold medal in the next God, Winter Olympics. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Um. So. I know you're both paying a lot of attention to the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I don't even know who's in heat, it. <laughs> heat and Thunder. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because, I love that, Dan. <laughs> no, I did know that only because of, I listened to the Adam Carolla podcast, and he has a sports guy come on once a week and talk about it. Oh, okay. And the guy's really pissed off that it's Dave Damashek. I don't know who he's, he is. He's been on the Adam show a bit. Um, but he, he he's pissed because he doesn't like the name Heat or Thunder because it doesn't have an S at the end. It's not like Kings or Sabres oh. or Predators. Okay. He's like, there's going to be a bunch of really bad weather puns that, that the announcers make during the oh, playoffs. Yeah. He's, he's like, I'm right. not I'm not even going to watch it. Like, <laughs> he's like, I can't, I can't stand that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. He's like, I can't stand that. So yeah, dude. that's the only I, reason that's I knew. A good point. They're playing right now, and I couldn't give less of a shit. Yeah, so the either. first game? Second game. Who won the first one? 
Thunder. Good. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, if I had to choose, I would pick the Thunder. I'm going to root against the Heat just because I think LeBron James is a ginormous doucher. He is a pretty big douche bomb. <laughs> so. <laughs> but we've talked enough about the NBA. Yeah. Too much. Uh, the only thing, I, I played a ton of Skyrim, so that's what I'm going to be talking about later. Uh, as After I finished Dragon's Dogma, which I'm still trying to work on a review for, uh, I put Skyrim back in. I want to get all my Skyrim stuff done, like the main story, before Dawnguard comes out. So that's what I've been working on this week. Uh, and Corey is not with us yet, so we'll move on. Um, the music you're going to hear during the break is by... The Bear, the Bear Wires, who we played before. Uh, the song you're going to be hearing is called Sweet Little Stranger. So we'll be right back right after this. One, two, three, four. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 47 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. As I said before the break, we are going to be talking about the best of the SNES. So we all have our lists of top five favorite Super Nintendo games, and we're going to also be talking about some other popular ones that maybe not or maybe didn't make our list but deserve mentioning. So, uh, Will, why don't you go ahead with Corey's number five Corey's game. number five was... The Looney Tunes game, which was called the Looney Tunes or Tiny Tunes Adventures, Buster Busts Loose. Uh-huh. That was a good one. That yeah, is a, was. that game. I remember playing a ton of, but I don't remember anything about it <laughs> the, at all. The only thing I really remember about it was the football part of it. The football. Yeah, there was there was a part where Buster must be had the had a football and you had to university di- football. Yeah, you had to dive under some guys and jump over other guys and make it to a make it to the end zone pretty much it, he wrote down the showpiece 
do pass and run plays. You have to run the ball 100 yards to score a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I remember about it. Mm-hmm. Did he write any other, like, mini games that you played? Space Opera. Star Wars spoof. Uh, Buster oh, Skyjinx. Don't remember that. Uses bubble balloons to climb up to the stage, reach uh, Palace, which starts to crumble. You have to dash up the walls and jump from side to side to escape. Um, eh, vaguely remember that. Spook Mansion. Fight mad scientist monsters by kicking light bulbs and screwballs at them. I remember that, actually, to set the monster free. No. I remember that very vaguely, actually. Yeah. Um... Uh, the Western movie, which is Hot Between Trains. I don't remember that one either. Okay, I'm starting to get his <laughs> notes now. Okay. And he, in the, the 88-mile-per-hour 80, hand car, which is a Back to the Future reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember a little bit about that. So that was just some like basic mini-games you played okay. for it. Yeah. I, I barely – I mean, I remember playing that game a lot, but I just barely remember it. It was mm-hmm. a fun game. Yeah, which – I can remember. Actually, that was my number five. Anyway. Oh, was too, it? So yeah. What okay. was Looney Tunes? Looney Tunes game. Okay. Tiny Toon Adventures. So yeah. Very nice. That was mine and Corey's. Okay. Uh, Eric, what do you got for us? Well, since you asked so kindly, Dan, um, number five for me is Rock and Roll Racing. Rock and Roll Racing. You ever play that? No. I played a shit ton of that game. I don't. Actually, that one. the person I remember playing most Super Nintendo with is uh, Ryan. Oh, right. Okay. Our friend, the listeners right? won't know who he is, but he's a yeah. friend of ours yeah. who lived up the road from me as a kid. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. When I was going through the Super Nintendo games, I always remember being up at his house playing. But, yeah, rock and roll racing was um, just what it sounds like. It was racing cars with rock and roll music in the background. Okay. Um, like Bad to the Bone, I think, was one of the songs. I actually, hang on. I, I, I Call up a soundtrack. Well, I bookmarked a page about it. Yeah, no, I don't have any memory of that it was fun i played a ton of it um (laughs) the characters yeah the characters it was snake sanders tarquin who i think i always picked Uh he was like this weird looking indian elf guy or something okay (laughs) jake badlands katrina lyons ivan zypher and cyberhawk and olaf Uh but those were the characters you could pick and um let's see if there's a soundtrack there is a soundtrack paranoid by black sabbath okay um, Highway Star by Deep Purple, Radar Love by Golden Earring, Born to Be Wild by Steppenwolf, Bad to the Bone by George Thorogood, and something I've never heard of, so I'm not even gonna read it. Okay, but yeah, yeah, and you could get like power ups to shoot. Uh-huh. It was just a basic game, but it was a lot of fun. Huh? Cool. Loved it. Yeah, I'm not not remotely familiar with that Came one. I'll have, to, I'll have to look it up. In June fourth, ninety three. Okay. Very nice. Uh, when I, I should say before I start my list, when I was making my list, I tried to balance um, enjoyment of a game, the games that I played with time I spent playing them. I really did have a hard time with this list because this is probably my favorite system and the system that, other than my, the Xbox 360, I probably played the most games for. So I did have a, a little bit of a harder time coming up with a list of five favorite games. That being said, my fifth favorite Super Nintendo game was NHL 96. Mostly because of all the time that I spent playing it. I mean, I was a big hockey fan, obviously, but uh, mostly it was just I spent a ton of time playing season after season after season of NHL 96. Uh, I was developed by EA Tiburon and released on October 26, 1995. So, played hours and hours and hours of that game. Nice. Yeah. Nice, like, yeah. disgustingly. 
disgusting <laughs> amount of hours playing it. So I don't know. It's not disgusting me at all, dude. No, it was it was pretty bad. But well, what do you got for Corey for number four? Corey and I again have the same game. Oh, jeez, Harvest Moon. Uh-huh. Oh, uh huh. Oh, that's a good one. That game came yeah, out in 1996. By I remember actually it was published by Natsum. I was gonna say I think Atlas or is Atlas have it now, maybe. At, at, I'm look Atkus? Amcus? No, I thought I was gonna say Atlas. I Just have uh, re- regular old Harvest Moon. Yeah, yeah, the very first one for the SNES. Which I think is the best Harvest Moon, Me in too. my opinion. Well yeah, I mean they're all pretty similar, so You'd have to say the first one's probably the best, right? Yeah. They didn't really do too much different. No, they really didn't. (laughs) Graphical improvements, but that's about it. Well, Eric's looking at that. um, I feel like the first one was more RPG-centered, too. It was. Than some of the other ones. Because there was some, like, there was, like, quests and stuff that you could do. Yeah, try and fulfill your requirements for the farm and stuff like that. Like, um... Well, Corey has. He doesn't ever remember a lot about it, but it was very addicting. But I know we have it for the Wii Virtual Console. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just like how its uh, successors are. Right. Just farm. Yep. Developed by Pac-In Video, published by Natsume. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, August 9th, 1996. Huh. That was later Super Nintendo release. Huh. I remember the excitement for that game because I back when I got Nintendo Power... Some hype? Yeah, there was some hype around it. As much hype as there could be for right. video games back then. It's not nearly like it is today, but... Right. Yeah. It was a sweet game. Okay. It's on the virtual console. Yeah. yeah. It's worth it. It is worth it. It's one of the better... That actually was one I didn't put on my honorable mentions either. Me either, but I, I just added it to yeah. my... <laughs> well, like I said, there are so many games for the Super Nintendo that no were kidding. really awesome. No when kidding. I was so. putting mine together, I was like, I know there's just a shit ton of games that yeah. I'm not even thinking about. Yeah. Stuff that... You just forgot. Okay. Eric, what's your number four? Uh, My number four is Street Fighter II Turbo, Uh which I also just played a ton of at Ryan's house. We would just play that nonstop. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think of some of the characters that I remember playing as. E-Honda. E-Honda. Balrog, I think I used a lot. He's just like this big uh, black boxer guy. Uh Uh-huh. Dalsim, <laughs> who's this big lanky Indian dude. I remember him. like a voodoo guy. Yep. I used him a lot. Guile. Guile, yeah. Um, I played that in the arcade. I never played it on okay. Super Nintendo. It's I fun. Think. I actually I downloaded a free Street Fighter II Turbo, some kind of crazy edition for the, the PS3 uh-huh. for being a, a gold member or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Ryu, obviously, and uh, Zangief and Ve- Vega. Those were the ones that I used the most. I okay. But, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, it's a fighting game. Yeah. It's funny when I was making this list, like, I don't really play fighting games or racing games now. Right. And I have a couple. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my fourth favorite Super Nintendo game was Super Mario Kart. Released by, or p- developed by Nintendo, released on September 1st, 1992. Once again, this is a game that I put on the list mostly because of all the time I spent playing it because it was a two-player game. It wasn't four players, was it? It was only two. I think it was only two, yeah. Okay. But, you know, we play, we had that game at our house and played it with each other a lot. and uh, A lot of a lot of fun. I always was Mario, too, because I like Mario's good handling and decent speed. I was a Peach fan. And, yeah. Well, I, I remember Peach was always had really good acceleration. Yeah. 
Um, Mario was your average, and then the heavier guys had a high-end top speed, but started slower, Slowly. but yeah. also bumped people out of the way. So That's a game I completely forgot about. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Mario Kart was a sweet one. Um, I feel like I had something else to say about that, but... Oh, well, moving on. Sweet game. It is a sweet game. I really, really like Mario Kart. So, Super Mario Kart. And incidentally, not not my favorite uh, of the Mario Karts either. So, Mm -hmm. which one is your favorite? We'll talk about that when the time comes. Okay. Uh, I should say, too, that one of the things we try to do with these lists is not put the same games that we put on our top five list. We try to differentiate it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, we'll get into that when the time comes, but. Okay, what's Corey's number three? Corey's number three is Killer Instinct, uh, made by Rareware in really? 1995. It's a fighting game. It's Mortal Kombat's brother, basically. Uh, superior cast of fighters, Corey has Black Orchard, which is Ultratech's uh, secretary, actually a spy working for an unnamed organization. Jago's brother, which I'm guessing Jago is another character in the Wait, game. Orchid is a was a female character. Black Orchid? Yeah. I'm going to bring it up. I said Orchid. My bad. But I think Orchid was was the chick. I That's who th- I played as. I think Orchid was uh, the all-black character. I'm going to bring it right up here. Right. There you go. the Giant Bomb website. Black Orchid was a female character, as Dan said. And I got this it was. damn okay. thing over my screen. Really pissing me off right oh, now. Oh, an ad? Yeah, and I, I don't, like I don't see either. the X for it either. Yeah, but she uh, she wore green. Yep. Okay, so she yeah, wore she, green. She, I used her because she always was really easy to start combos with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the next character is Chief Thunder, who was Corey's favorite. Uh-huh. Uh, dual-wielded Tomahawks. Yeah, Native that. American Chief enters the tournament to discover what happened to his brother, who went missing during the previous year's tournament. I remember that. The next character is Cinder, which is like the fire dude. Yeah. Who, uh, a prisoner who Ultratech promised early release if he tested chemical weapons. An accident turned his entire body into flame. Um, Ultratech will set him straight if he wins the tournament. Then there's uh, Fulgore. Fulgore is the character I was thinking about. The cyborg. Yeah. The cyborg type of character. It was really cool. Um, Glacius is an alien captured by Ultratech. Promised freedom if he wins. And he was like the ice version. Yeah. Of Cinder. Yep. Uh, Jago, I don't know, even know if that's how it's pronounced, but is a Tibetan monk, believes in its destiny to destroy Ultratech. Uh, there's Riptor, genetically engineered Velociraptor human hybrid created by Ultratech. Uh-huh. I remember a lot of these characters. Yeah. Um, Saberwolf, a count, a count stuck as a werewolf, promised a cure by Ultratech. Uh, there's Spinal, and he was the reanimated skeleton. Uh-huh. Uh, TJ Combo, former heavyweight boxing champion, lost his titles because of Cybertech's implants in his arms. Ultratech promises to return his titles. That's basically the Johnny Johnny Cage version yeah. of Killer Instinct. Yep. And then there's Idol, the final boss, an ancient mystical warlord trapped in a dimensional prison. Ultratech sets him free as the final combatant. And Corey has the bottom. Killer Instinct 3 is still a possibility. Oh, I really? Know, I don't know if that there the rumors of that being made, which that would be amazing. Yeah. Because I, I, Killer Instinct was a sweet game. It was. I liked it more than Mortal Kombat. One of the cooler things about it was that the cartridge was black. Yeah. yeah. And all the rest were gray. I gray. Actually, I had that game. 
Yeah. I do remember playing it a lot, and I was like seven or eight. Yeah. Me and my friends would play like after kindergarten, first grade in yeah. school. Yeah. And we'd be playing a really violent beating fighting game. And how'd you turn out? Fine. Pretty nonviolent. I didn't huh? even probably didn't even get it at that time. Yeah. But that was a sweet game. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Like I said, I always played as Orchid because she was she was one of the faster characters. I usually like to play a faster character. Mm-hmm. Always easy to start combos, combos with. And that was the big thing was the combos. Mm-hmm. Get them up in the air, too, yeah. and beat them up. Yeah, because you could, if you were good at good enough at it, you could string together combos that took your opponent's entire health, health bar out oh, yeah. without them even being able to do anything. For but, flawless victory. Yeah, which was sweet. Yeah. But, okay. Eric, what do you got for number three? Number three, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I don't have too much to say about it because I don't really remember anything. But uh, I think what the the big difference was Diddy was his partner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which, I mean, it was cool tagging him in and out and all that stuff. That was in two? Donkey Kong Country 2? Yeah. Okay. That was one. Okay. Yep. So that was my third game. Uh, just it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I had the, with, a, with a friend. And I had the first one on my honorable mentions. Did you? Yes. Okay. So yeah, that's I was on a, my honorable I was, mentions. I was a big fan. Okay. Uh, Will, what was your third favorite? Mine was Super Mario World. It was released in 1991, developed and published by Nintendo. This is basically the much better graphically Nintendo side scroller for Mario. Yeah. This is the last pretty much side scroller for Mario. Until New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Yep, before that came out. Or was there was there a th- any 3DS ones? or? I don't think so. Okay. That was, like, until the most recent one. Uh, the game, that game, I remember it being a lot easier. And then it's, like, Super Mario, like, 3. Uh, I think, I feel like it was harder than Super Mario 3, but not as difficult as Super Mario or Super Mario 2. Really? Yeah. Because I, I think I, I don't know, maybe because I played it a lot at one time, I yeah. got a lot better at it and maybe. thought it was easier. Maybe. One, I, one of the cool things about it was all the secret world, secret levels, and all the different things you could do and discover if you went off the beaten path a little bit, you know? Exactly. There was a lot to the worlds. Yes, and, there was. And all that. A lot of Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Whatnot. It was a great game, though. It was a great game. Very good. Okay, my number three. Three favorite game for Super Nintendo is Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. This is one I'm sad I never played. Oh, it holds up. It's really good. I still play it occasionally on the Wii, but it was it was developed by Square for the Super Nintendo. It was released on May 13th, 1996. Uh, it had really good graphics. I thought for Super Nintendo, it was kind of an isometric view. Uh, there was a little bit of platforming in it, but it was the like it was an RPG f- format, so. Um, you had to get you had party members, which were uh, Princess could be a party member, Bowser could be a party member, and that was a big thing with teaming yeah. up with Bowser to be another another bad guy. There was also uh, items and uh, inventory, so you you know upgrade. Who your was weapons. the bad guy? Do you remember? It was a s- giant sword called Smithy. <laughs> yep, and you had to Smithy. Yeah, he came crashing down into Bowser's castle, knocked Bowser out of it at, right after he captured the princess or Demario. Re- recover the princess at the beginning and then smithy came crashing down uh i don't remember exactly he how was that happened. fighting with bowser to get the princess back and then smithy came down and the chandelier scene yep and then i don't think he had princess until you go to one of the towers yeah. later in the game and that's when you get like bowser yeah 
Sweet game, though. Smithy yes. sounds like a little skank. Yeah. Had yeah. one of my favorite characters of all time that I completely forgot about. Oh. Gino. Oh, Gino. I just loved Gino because he was so mysterious and different. Yeah. yeah. And he hasn't made an appearance in another game. Or Mallow, right? Or Mallow hasn't either. Yeah. I always I think those two should be in the new Super what Smash Brothers. What made you Brothers. like Gino more than Mallow? Uh, I liked his powers way more. I thought he was more useful in battle. And I liked uh, just he was mysterious. You didn't know much about him. Yeah. Because he just came out of life from a doll. Yeah. I feel like nowadays, if I, one of the things I really liked about it was that Square is the one that made that. And Square at the time was making really great RPGs. Um, and they made the Mario RPG. Uh, obviously, they're the creators of Final Fantasy. So, mm-hmm. But I feel like a new Mario RPG game made by like BioWare would sell like gangbusters. Uh, I feel like that's something that should happen, but I, I don't think it's gonna happen that'd be sweet too much sense to happen uh, don't you think that would be awesome though oh yeah i would buy a wii u because yeah well they try yeah exactly i should i should email bioware and do it as long as they give me some some cheddar for coming up with the idea but um they haven't come out with another mario rpg they've had paper mario which not isn't really similar at all No, it isn't to me i played a couple of paper mario games and they're cool but not as cool as my RPG was, so I think I think like a Bioware made, uh, or maybe even Bethesda. I don't know if Bethesda is a good fit. I think Bioware would be a perfect fit for a Mario, new Mario RPG. Yeah, that'd be sweet. But that'd be that would be awesome. Yeah, because that could get them into partnership with Nintendo too. Yeah, you know. Oh, we'll see. Maybe Try I'll, it out, Dan. Maybe I'll email them. Do it up. I'll, I'll uh, contact my sources at Bioware. <laughs> My insiders. Your insiders. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, let's recap f- five through three. What's Corey's five through th- third favorite games? Corey's fifth favorite game is Tiny Toons Adventures, Buster Bust Loose. Um, number four is Harvest Moon, and number three is Killer Instinct. Okay. What's your five through three? Uh, my five through three. Did I say your third. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I'm losing my place. I here. didn't talk much about it. Okay. Which one was it? Uh, Donkey Kong Country. 2. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, continue. My Sorry. number five is Tiny Toons, uh, Buster Breaks, Breaks Loose, then uh-huh. Harvest Moon, and then Super Mario World. World. Okay. Number five for me is Rock and Roll Racing. Uh, four was Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and three was Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Kong Quest. Mm-hmm. My fifth favorite was NHL 96. My fourth favorite was Super Mario Kart. My third favorite was Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. So, number two, what was Corey's second favorite game? This was Earthbound, made by Nintendo in 1995. He says it's probably one of the best RPGs in modern times ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aliens are invading Earth. You control a group of kids who try to stop them. Modern day setting allows for a lot of quirk and humor. Weapons are baseball bats, yo-yos, saved by calling your dad on the phone. Use ATMs to deposit or take out money. Enemies can be something like an arcade arcade gang. Uh, no random encounters, which is nice. You, yeah. you see all your enemies that are on, so yeah. you can avoid them. Uh-huh. That game made my top five, so I did not put it on this list. Yeah. But that game is just, just it's amazing. Yeah, Earthbound was, was one of my honorable mentions, and I feel like it was in my top ten. I don't know if it was in my top five. Uh, I don't really recall. I think it was in your top. 10. That's one of the reasons that I didn't didn't put it on on my top five favorite Super Nintendo games. But it really was uh, a fantastic RPG. Um, 
like I mean, for all the reasons Corey mentioned, you yeah, don't need to say much other than that. But I, it's it's a game that I I think even holds up still today. Definitely, that's um, a lot of these games I think hold up today. That's one of three games I try to beat once a year. Yeah, really. This yeah. is a game I think would be a perfect fit for like a mobile device. Yeah, yeah, it would. But it'll probably never happen. It's sad. It won't even be put on the virtual console. No, because of all the the music, pop issues. culture yeah. uh, references, and all that. Which is ridiculous. I think it's stupid. I agree. Because it's, it's one of the best games ever. That was Corey's, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, what's your second favorite? My second favorite is uh, Super Mario RPG, uh-huh. which is pretty much everything you just said about that game is how I feel. Yeah. Great game. Yeah. It is a good game. Great game. Okay. Eric, what's your second favorite? Super Punch-Out. Oh, yeah. This is my second favorite. Again, one that I played a ton at Ryan's house for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, It's boxing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of the, the notable characters, Bald Bull, uh, Bear Hugger, you oh. remember him? Vaguely, vaguely. Just a big fat guy with overalls on. Oh, yeah, okay. I do remember a, that a now. Games, uh, Giant Bombs website has a list of all the characters. <laughs> they write these little things about them. Writes, uh, Hal's from Salmon Arm, British Columbia, enjoys maple syrup, hockey, bear <laughs> wrestling, and hugging, as all good Canadians do. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bob Charlie, who's like this Jamaican-looking guy. Uh-huh. Dragon Chan. Bob Charlie. Um, Gabby J, the really old guy. Um, ah, I remember Gabby J. Masked Muscle. Remember oh, him? No, don't remember that Mr. One. Sandman. Remember that. Piston Hurricane always used to get me, man. I yeah. just couldn't get his thing down. Because it was basically about memorizing the order they punched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, timing it. But Piston Hurricane, man. That was the one that it was behind, and, like, your boxer, was. you kind of saw through him a little bit? Yeah. He was translucent? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was just an awesome game. And, like, at the time, I mean, boxing was kind of bigger, but yeah, whatever. It was just a fun game overall. It was a fun game. I agree. Okay. My second favorite was Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, uh, developed by Nintendo, released April 13th, 1992. I think Corey's just about ready to join us Corey, for, perfect for number for one. Number Logging one. in. Nice. Yeah. Um, Here he is. There he is. <laughs> Skyping in that little skank. <laughs> Oh, Corey. Hi, gang. Hey, hey, what's going on? What's up? Nothing. Can you he- hear me all right? Yes, we can. Perfectly. You're just in oh, time. Hey. Tyler's there, I see. Yes, he is. Corey, we're we... we're about to do number ones here in a minute. Yeah. Oh, well, balls. I'm on my second. Did Will cover for me all right? Yes, yeah. he did. He did an right. admirable, admirable job. I tried. I didn't get your notes until like I was starting to talk about them. I was like, oh, okay. So, I emailed them to you. No, no, I know, but like I was reading stuff and I didn't get where you're going. But then I finally he didn't understand it. Yeah, uh, like with Tiny Toons. So I felt stupid, but now I got that's it. That's right. Okay. Anyway, my second favorite was Legend of, or my yeah my second favorite was Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. Um, I think it's still probably one of the best games of all time, even today. Uh, holds up. Very big world. Uh, a lot of the. Um, standards for the series were set in this game, like the hookshot, stuff like that, different weapons and uh, items. I, When I read it, I was supposed to write it down, and I, of course, didn't, so I don't <laughs> remember now. But uh, sweet game, one that I played 
through several times. And when I was looking up um, the top games ever for SNES, that one was number one a lot for, of the for times. a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, a lot of places. Yeah, a few of the different lists that I saw. Um, and I really needed to look up lists so I could remember games yeah. because oh, yeah. I didn't want to forget anything. And, of course, I did forget a few things. Oh, sure. Um, but, yeah, it was one that I had completely forgotten about, but yep. it was really, really an awesome game. Um, and that's up there because of my enjoyment of it, not because of the amount of time I that I played it. I don't think I ever it. played that one. Did it come out for Game Boy, possibly? Yeah, it did. There was a different one. Yeah. Okay. It was um, Link's Awakening. Okay, for Game I think Boy. I played that one. Yeah, that was really good, too. That was just along the same line, but not quite the graphical quality that was for the Super Nintendo one. Right. Link to the so. Past is probably my second favorite Zelda, but I've never beaten it. Yeah. It's uh, it's my number one Zelda game, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely up there. It's really good. I would put I would put um the Nintendo 64 one as my favorite Zelda Ocarina game. Of time? Yeah. Mine, too. But this one's a close second, probably, I would say. I remember back in the day, I didn't really know like Zelda was a thing, but we did. We had the game. We had Link's Awakening on Game Boy. Yeah. Um, and I had played that one, and then I finally played A Link to the Past for the first time, and I'm like, holy crap! This this like Zelda guy, this this Link, he's like a thing. Like, yeah. They, there's more than one game, and I remember yeah. it being like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Well, we didn't have the Nintendo games for our Nintendo, you know. Right. I, I think I rented it or something or borrowed it from somebody. Yeah. And then I feel like this is a game that we got later on in the life of our Super Nintendo too. Like it wasn't an earlier game that we got. I don't Probably, think. Yeah. If I remember correctly. But yeah, sweet game. Okay, on to number ones. Corey, what was your first favorite Super Nintendo game? Uh I don't know if we'll mention this, but I put at the top that my list is subject to change. Oh yeah. Oh, I and forgot that. Any given day, really. Yeah. Um, but for this one, I had Star Fox as number one. Oh, uh, I was wondering if anybody Fox would. Yet? No. No. Uh, developed by Nintendo EAD and Argonaut Software in 1993. Uh, it's a rail shooter and a, like a space combat sim. I'm sure most people are familiar with Star Fox nowadays, yeah. though. Uh, I just remember being totally blown away by the 3D graphics. Yep, the polygons. Um, yeah, and I guess, actually, the uh, Star Fox was the first Nintendo game that was in 3d overall really yeah oh that's oh, cool wow. no i didn't idea. know that but um yeah i mean it was at the time it was very simple polygons just because they it was kind of a new concept and they didn't have the processing power or anything like that yeah uh, and the graphics don't really hold up all that well today but the gameplay still holds up really well yeah um and i can remember back in the day when we had our super nintendo it was the, it was like my go-to game when i felt like playing a game but everything else kind of you know i was just tired of playing i always went back and played star fox yeah and got really good at it and was able to beat it you know yeah without really losing a ship right yeah sweet game i agree that's a good yeah. one i mean some of the, some of the things i really liked about it was the fact that you could slow down and go forward yeah like the speed the boosters, up that was like different um because, I mean, it, technically it's a lot like those arcade games where you're flying around shooting ships and stuff. Like, what are, what are those games called in their word form? Don't know. I'm sure they have a, a, a name. A title, yeah. Like Galaga, you know, that kind of thing. It's really like that, but 3D. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus the characters were really cool. Yeah, that's that's another thing I was going to say. The three artificial intelligence, intelligence wingmen, wingmen provide mm-hmm. you with some company. Fox, Falco. And the frog. Slippy. 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 Peppy. Yeah. Peppy. Peppy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't there a fifth one for Star Fox 64? Crystal. Crystal? Okay. The chick, right? Yep. I remember their last names. Falco Lombardi. Peppy Longhair. I do not remember Slippy, actually. Peppy Longhair. Oh, I I think it was like Slippy Frog, actually. 
Slippy Frog. I think it was something like that. I think so. Clever. I think you're right. Clever. Okay. Great but games. When I, was, when I was doing the research, I discovered a couple cool things I didn't know about the game. There was one of the secret levels was called Out of This Dimension. And you kind of got there by mistake. I know, like, I had played a few of the secret levels, but um, the one you kind of get to by mistake, and it's after the second world that you go to, uh-huh. um, during that you can get transported to the secret level, and, like, the graphics get all wobbly, and, like, all this weird stuff goes on, and then you, like, that boss at the end is this slot machine that's, like, it's really weird. Oh, I, re- yeah. I remember doing that. I remember, remember reading, that? yeah, I remember reading about it, maybe in Nintendo Power magazine, and then trying it out. I do... I, it's very vague, but I do remember that. It was all like rainbowy and wavy. Yeah, it was like trippy. Yeah. It makes me think of Fez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe that's where they got it from. Yeah, maybe. Star Fox. Those bastards, they're not as clever as I thought they were. Yeah. But like you couldn't get out of it, you know? Yeah. There was no way to get out of it. Um, Another thing I found out was they had the, a special cartridge called the Super Star Fox Weekend, and it was like a competition version of the game that if you scored a, like beat a certain score or something, they would you'd win like a T-shirt or something like that. Huh. And there was only like 2,000 of those made or something. Okay. Uh, yep, uh, Star Fox my number one. It's a good pick. Yeah, it is a good is pick. Really good I was pick. wondering if somebody would have that. Yeah, I made my honorable mentions yeah, list. Yeah, me too. Okay, Will, what do you got? My number one's Killer Instinct. Okay. I just really? Had, yeah, I had some, so many fun times with that game, playing it with all my friends. I remember at birthday parties, me and all my friends would, you know, all play that game, and we were like eight. Yeah. <laughs> just a good Look game. Look at you now, you big bully. I know. Do you have anything to chime in about that, Corey? Uh, well, did Will I, run through we'll, the, all the characters? Yeah, we'll, we'll went through your, all your notes. I yeah, if you I, had I had a great time that. looking that stuff up. That's why I wrote it all down. Yeah. Um, I hope it didn't take too long. I know there was a lot there, but no, not at all. I, I, I mean, I remember playing the game, but I don't remember. I didn't remember the backstory behind all the characters until I was doing the research, and I got really excited about it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we overlooked a lot of that stuff when we were playing the game. I oh, absolutely. Did. <coughs> I don't know if it's because we were younger and didn't care. Probably. We just wanted to fight. <laughs> the attention span of a eleven-year-old. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember we never really had Mortal Kombat. And it was just, like, the fighting game that we had. So my our, my friends would come over, and they'd be like, oh, do you have Mortal Kombat? And it's like, no, nah, but I got Killer Instinct. Yeah. And they'd be like, what's that? And they'd play it, and everybody would really like it. Yeah. I think uh, I think Killer Instinct was probably a little bit better than Mortal Kombat 2. I think so, too. Now that I think about it. Corey, uh, just because of the combos, mostly. Did you ever play uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo? Uh, I don't know. I remember, I don't know if I, what's the difference with the Turbo one? I don't know. But that made my fourth, or that was number four on my list as a fighting game. Uh-huh. I used to play it a ton over at Ryan's house. I was just wondering if you ever played it. I never really played the Street Fighter. That's the one with the uh, that one like monstery dude. He's like green. Balrog. Balrog. Yeah, I don't know Except if he was in that one or not. Oh, Balrog. Okay. That's not his name. It's um, like Bra- Bron- Bianca, not Bianca. Yeah. Baraka. Blanca. Blanca. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he was in that one. Oh, okay. We didn't That's have the only Street Fighter I played. Yeah, we didn't have any of the Street Fighters. The only, I remember it from the arcade. That's the only place I ever played mm-hmm. it was at, at an arcade. Right. Not that I was into arcades, but it seems like whenever I went to an arcade, that's the game I played. Right. Yeah. You know as... why? You know why we weren't into arcades, Dan? Well, we didn't have any money. <laughs> we was poor. <laughs> I well, I think it was mostly for me. I didn't want to play with other people that I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I only, and, I only wanted to play with friends, and you, they, there's always that douchebag that was there, you know that yes. that would play that you'd play against and would beat everybody. I'll and be then, damned if he doesn't still exist. Oh, I'm sure he does. 
Or I'm a sure arcade coach who would like try and coach you through everything. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like that. Um, and you got to go here and do this. And... <laughs> it's like shut, shut up! I just want to. I'm. I don't care. I just want to play. Yeah. Get away from me. So I was. I always preferred to play in the comfort of my own home. Rome. I remember so. the one time mom used to have her bowling nights and we went with her the one time and you wanted to play one of the arcade machines and it broke on you. So the manager came out and gave you like 50 free plays of some game. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Vaguely. Was that, was that Mortal Kombat? I don't know. I think so. I think it was Mortal Kombat. I don't even think it was Mortal Kombat 2. I think it was the first Mortal Kombat that that they did that for. Good work, that was Dan. like a little 14 year old dream come true right there yeah however old that was i don't know if i was 14 but maybe i don't i don't <laughs> i don't recall it still would have been a dream come true at 27 yeah tw- i'm 28 i think oh still at 28 i think i think i'm 28 i'm 28 so you're i must 28. be 28 yeah okay moving on <laughs> let's not let that get out there though no all right eric what do you got for us number one for number did you? Oh yeah, you did do us. That's what we we're just talking about. <laughs> um, number one for me, Super Mario Kart. Oh, good call. Which we talked about earlier yes, was on did. Dan's list. Um, I mean, just a, an awesome game, and it created more great games afterwards. Yeah, it's absolutely. not my favorite Mario Kart either, Dan. Right. But we'll, we'll, it was we'll, the beginning of great games. We'll say off air what our favorite yeah. Mario Kart game is. Okay. Because that'll probably come up in a later episode anyway. Right, yeah, so that's true. It's um, funny though that like Mario Kart is the best racing game overall on the super nintendo i would say oh sure oh, yeah you know definitely yeah it was just so much fun with all the items you can get and it it made it i guess it kind of made it fair for people that sucked at it yeah, yeah. the red shells you know what i mean yeah and like the star yeah um and the battle courses were a ton of fun yeah too. they were a ton they of really fun were. is that you had the balloons yep yeah. no that's in the yeah. later ones it was was it balloons in the earlier ones yep was it yeah, I don't. I just don't recall. Yeah, yeah, you had three balloons. Huh. I thought that was in like starting in, at Mario Kart sixty four. I'm pretty sure there were balloons. Now you're now you're making me second guess myself. <laughs> well, either way, I actually sent my friend today. Uh, I know there were no blue sh- blue shells in Super Mario Kart, but right. I sent my friend uh, an animated GIF of a blue shell going after like this Call of Duty avatar who's like shooting at it like crazy, uh-huh. and he can't destroy the blue shell, and the blue shell like lands on top of him and just explodes his body into a bloody mess. <laughs> That's awesome. That is funny. That is funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Super Mario Kart for me. Mario Kart, good choice. Okay, my first favorite Super Nintendo game. Uh, th- and th- there's an asterisk, asterisk next to that too, but I would have to go with Chrono Trigger. Mm. Uh, develop- developed by Square, released on August 22nd, 1995. Um, I... Story-wise, is one of the best RPGs of all time, and though at this point I don't really remember it that much, I just remember it was an, like incredible, incredible game. Uh, I remember it being a slightly different than your average, you know, Super Nintendo RPG, um, with the, the more real-time battling and that sort of stuff. Um, awesome game, and that's one uh, that I put on my list because of enjoyment as opposed to time play, time played, because. Uh, for obvious reasons, I had a blast playing it. So mm-hmm. have that on my phone. Yeah, I'm not beating it though. Hey Corey, Corey hey just came up on our monitor finally. Yeah, I, so. I just turned on my my video okay. my webcam. What do you have to say about Chrono Trigger, Corey? I know you played it. Well, I don't, did Will read my classics? No, list? no. I was no, gonna we, save that until after. We haven't hit up honorable mentions yet. 
Yeah, uh, well, I mean, these for me weren't even really honorable mentions because if I had them, they'd definitely be in my top five. But I just yeah. put like four classics that are, we kind of talked about, I think we talked about it off the air, but games that are so good that they'd make pretty much every list. Yeah. So I just didn't want to talk about them a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, do you want me to just read those really quick? Yeah, go for or it. Do you want to save them for honorable mentions? Uh, well, yeah. Well, I, will, well, I mean, we can talk about that now. So okay. go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, uh, Super Mario World, definitely. Yeah. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, definitely, and Final Fantasy VI. But I also had Chrono Trigger in there. I think that would that would definitely qualify for right. classic, you know, like so yeah. good it would be on every list. That's why I didn't put Super Mario World on mine. Yeah, I didn't put Final Fantasy VI because it's my favorite game of all time. Uh so I didn't feel it was fair to put that on my Super Nintendo list also. So I left that one off. And and also Earthbound I left off because I'm pretty sure I put that in my top ten favorite yep. games. Same here. Um so I didn't didn't put that one on there either, but yeah. Uh yeah. That that was another one playing like for the first time I had no idea about it at all. I had no idea what I was getting into, and I just remember traveling through time for the very first time. Yeah. And you're just like, Holy crap, yeah, this, this game's is awesome. awesome. Yeah, I agree. Did you play Chrono Trigger yet, Will? I like did the first ten minutes on my phone. Okay. Then I just stopped playing. I don't know why. Okay. I gotta pick it up though and play yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a, it holds up, I think. Um, a few other games of worth mentioning. Super Metroid. Did anyone play Super Metroid? Nope. That that, nope. that Never, came up on a lot of lists. Never got into Metroid. Man. I didn't either. Didn't either. Uh, Mega Man Ten. Never got into Mega Man. Nor did I. Nope. Contra was on there a lot too, and I feel like I played Contra, and that Su- was actually a pretty sweet game. Yeah, it was Contra Three. Yes, I think is what it was. I never, never played that one either. I did play that. Another one I played with Ryan. Jesus, I guess I was over at Ryan's quite a bit when Super yeah. Nintendo was out. But yeah, that was yeah. A, that was a fun game. I put uh, an NBA Jam Tournament Edition on there. Oh, oh yeah. shit! That probably would have made my list if I'd have yeah, thought about it. That was it. a sweet game. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> yeah, that totally would have made my list. Well, start over. We'll we'll we'll, we'll close this right off over. and yeah. Okay. Uh, what else do I have? Uh, I put Donkey Kong Country, the first one. For honorable um, mention. Yep, and then Super Mario World, Star Fox, uh, Secret of Mana, which yeah, yeah. we'll talk about a little bit about in feedback too. Did you play Secret of Mana, Corey? We had I- it. I did. I, I played it uh, recently. I don't think I played it back in the day. Okay. Um, I, I, I think I'm only like a few hours into it, but I still have my save and everything. So Good game, though. I'll probably, yeah, yeah, great game. And I think, yeah, that's the one where you can play uh, co-op, co-op yep. cooperatively with people. Yes, it is. When I was reading, up on, when I was reading up on it, that's what it said. It was, it was a good RPG, but also you could play with another person. I, I, think I, I think I rented this game at one point. But never got you know never got enough time to to beat it before I had to return it. So, but I do remember really liking it. Uh, but like I was surprised that a lot of this stuff I really didn't remember that much of. I think it's you got to be weird. really good friends with somebody to play a role playing game co op. Yeah, or have a brother that follows you around all the time. Yeah, you can force to play with you. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, <laughs> we all kind of did our own thing for the most part. I think. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyone else have any other honorable mentions? Yeah, I got some here. F Zero. F. Oh, that was a great game. F Zero is a sweet racing I pl- game. I played that at Graham's house. Yep. I, I did never had that. Um, I did. That's one that I did own. Uh, Mortal Kombat Two. Yeah. Earthworm Jim. Anybody ever play that? Yeah. Really sweet game. Yes, it was. It was cool. Um, and the only other one I have, I know Corey's played this. Uh, Uniracers. 
Oh, I love Uniracers. Uniracers was a sweet game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very sweet. Hell, yeah. That was on my list of uh, honorable mentions, too. I'm putting NBA Jam as my second favorite game and, and knocking out Rock and Roll Racing from five. Okay. Okay. I've totally forgot about NBA Yeah, that's Jam. a good one. But I was into basketball then, too. Right. Like, so I that knew helped. all the players. Right. And, yeah. What an awesome game. I knew all the players in that game because yeah. I was into basketball right. then, too. Well, that's when it was good. Yeah. It's worth watching. I would always we play should, uh, Charlotte Hornets. We should plug our special right now, our Christmas special. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, because yeah, we, we did. We, play did, we played uh, Madden. Madden and, yeah, an NBA Jam Tournament Which edition Madden for Christmas Which Madden was it? Special. Do you remember? 96. 96. I thought. Yeah. And those, those videos of our live gameplay is are on YouTube. Yes, yeah, there. Check I'll, them out. I'll, maybe I'll post it on the website again because I think I did when I when they came out, but I'll post it again. At least the NBA Jam one because it's it's relevant to to this episode. So that's the one we lost. Come on, what? That's the one yeah. and I lost. Oh, that's it. right. I remember that now. That was fun. <laughs> High five. We should do that again. You should. Although Corey is at, in the the Thumbstick Athletes New York studio. I sure as fuck can't have Tyler as a partner. He doesn't play video games. Because you wouldn't know the first thing about playing basketball. I'd figure it out. (laughs) Bullshit. Okay. Uh, Oh, you know what other game I wanted to bring up? And this is one you had, Eric, was Kirby's Dream Course. Oh, Oh, dude, what a great game. I totally forgot about that. That game was a lot of fun. It was like golf, like mini golf, kind (sighs) of. Man, that might (laughs) even swing right into the top five. (laughs) Sophie and I played that like a week ago, actually. Yeah, it was awesome. It's still a fun game. Yeah, it is awesome. (laughs) Eric's got to redo his list now. Dude, I have the worst memory of all time. I really do. Well, like I said, I was shocked at how much of even the games that I really liked that I forgot yeah, about. God, I have the worst memory. And there was another game that I don't, I have no idea what it was called, but didn't the Super Nintendo have that like bazooka-looking thing that you could put over your shoulder yes. with a scope? Yeah. Ryan had that at his house, and we used to play this game. It probably was the game that came with it. Yeah. And I don't remember it what it was, was called. awesome. Yeah. We played the shit out of that game. If I could remember what that was, I would have made my list too, but I have no idea what it was called. Yeah. I don't Do you know what the, the thing was called? The blaster thing? <sighs> no. I only played it at your house or, yeah. or at Ryan's house. Yeah, I think I think we both did have it, but man, that game was great, and I that might be the game I played the most out of all of my Super Nintendo games, and I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I don't I just remember like there was like a little uh peephole on the yeah. thing that you you know It's like a bazooka. It made it feel like a real bazooka, right. yeah. And it was pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it was big. It was like probably three feet long, wouldn't you say? Or maybe three. probably not that long, but it seemed that big, long, long when I was thing with a peephole. Yeah. <laughs> First time I've heard somebody talk about me with that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh three footer. Yeah. Will, honorable mentions. <laughs> All the ones I had you guys already said. Okay. So how about you, Corey? Anything else? Uh, I had a couple. I'm not sure if NHL 94 was mentioned. No, I talked about 96. Okay. 96 yeah. is my number five. Game. 94 is an honorable mention for me. Uh, also, The Lost Vikings. Oh, yeah. You remember The Lost Vikings? I do. That was a lot of fun. A lot also, of teamwork. Uh, I'm not sure if the first one was co-op, but I think at least the second one was co-op. Um, again, three-player co-op, and each each of the little guys had a different ability they could do. One of the guys ran really fast. One guy had a shield, and the other one... The other one could, like, what could the other one do? Did he just have a sword or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, and, yeah, each person could play. It's kind of like how Trine is, Eric. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a precursor to Trine, Trine's really. Trine's awesome. Um, just solving puzzles yeah. cooperatively. 
Or, you know, if you were playing by yourself, you could switch between the guys, depending yeah. on what you needed. Um, but another one I had listed is Utopia, the uh, uh, kind of like SimCity yeah. builder game. But I remember uh, the soundtrack for it was Pachelbel's Cannon. Yeah, it was um, it was on a different planet, right? Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like SimCity on a different planet. Yeah, um, for Super Nintendo too. I don't know if SimCity ever came out for Super Nintendo. Yes, it did. There was a oh, uh, Super Nintendo version. Yep. Yeah, but I don't know. Like this was probably the first strategy game I ever played. I guess you kind of call it a strategy game, kind of like I don't know. We must have had that game because I remember playing it a lot. It wasn't one we rented. I don't think. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't either. I don't remember how we had. I just know I played it a lot and, and loved the hell out of it. Yeah. It was a sweet it was, game. Yeah, it was like it was a lot like Master of Orion, that's why I liked it. The yeah. Way you up your your planet. Yeah. Uh I remember being like getting attacked by aliens, but you yeah. couldn't ever like you couldn't you could only kind of defend yourself. You couldn't attack the aliens because yeah. they came from like off screen. Right. And I think yeah, you could send stuff. I think you could send stuff to their base, but it never really did anything. I don't feel remember. like. That's one I gotta play again. Yeah, that, that probably wouldn't hold up very well though. Something like that. No. On Super Nintendo. Okay. What else you got, Corey? That's it. Those are my other than what you guys mentioned. For okay. Mentions, so. All right. Well, let's run down our our list real quick again before we go to break. So, Corey, why don't you read off your games real quick? Number five, Tiny Toon Adventures, Buster Bust Loose. Number four, Harvest Moon. Number three, Killer Instinct. Number two, Earthbound. And number one, Star Fox. Okay. Will, what do you got for us? Number five was Tiny Toon Adventures, Buster Bust Loose. Number four was Harvest Moon. Number three was Super Mario World. Number two was Super Mario RPG. And number one was Killer Instinct. Alrighty. Eric. I'll give you my edited version. Okay. <laughs> Sounds Since, good. Since uh, not Rock and Roll Racing was five, but that's been knocked out. Bumped. So five will be Street Fighter Two Turbo. Four will be Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy Kong Quest. Uh, three, Super Punch-Out, two, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, and one, Super Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Uh, my five through one. Five is NHL 96. Four is Super Mario Kart. Three is Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Two is Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. And one is Chrono Trigger. So those are our top five favorite Super Nintendo games of all time. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. The song you're going to be hearing during the break is Bear Wires, the song Teen Witch and Television Girl. So we'll be right back right after that. She was good. She was good with the you had a hard time trying to find the way she wanted to do Teen Witch, I think I found that you're right Teen Witch, I wanna hold your hand tonight Hey, girl, what a drag, what a flip of the road You were close to the jingle, but I just shot right in your face You better stop it, girl I 
Welcome back, everybody, to episode 47 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are in our feedback segment, so I'll call that up real quick. I actually call it up usually during the break so it doesn't kill our Skype connection because that's been happening. Hasn't so. it? I think it's been running better today, though. Yeah. Uh, I did some putzing around with my, yeah. my router, so it is a little bit better. Nice. Um, that said, it shouldn't be an issue ever anyway, but right. who cares? <laughs> All right. Uh, Holy Goalie on Twitter, which is Dave Gardner, oh. said, did you guys not drink during the last episode? By that, I think he means episode 46. And no, we haven't. I haven't drank 
at all in quite a while during the episode. Um, mostly because I've been too poor to buy a bottle of liquor. <laughs> I'm going to get one and bring it over here. Uh, but uh, pretty soon I'll be working again more, so I'll be able to afford liquor and not just I, the bare, bare necessities. I actually had some in my freezer I almost brought over, mm. but it's nothing that I would want to take a shot of. Right. And really we don't have the means down here to mix drinks, no. so yeah, it's, it's got to be straight booze. Some of that good whiskey back down Yes, here. definitely. Um, so, no, we, uh, none of us were drinking in the last episode. I was drinking water. Oh, I had coffee right before, but I that's cracked, because I didn't sleep much that night. So I cracked open a beer this episode. A brew. I'm thinking about doing the same here in a minute. Well, if you're having one, Corey, I'll have one. I don't want you to drink alone. Yeah. I did I did notice last episode I was kind of like, it was in the middle of my day, so I was trying to do things while we were recording a little bit, and I noticed, <laughs> I didn't think it was picking up the stuff I was doing, but it, it did. Like, you could hear me open the freezer and put ice in my cup and... It was a little bit weird because, well, first of all, because Eric wasn't here, so there was that. And but it was all we all started recording at like one, yeah, or one thirty. Honest with you, I kind of liked recording early like that. Did you see? I I'm better at night. My brain works better at night than it does yeah. during the day. I was in the midst of swinging and missing four times <laughs> off the tee, man. Uh, well, you got to do what you got to do. Um, yeah, and like right about probably two thirty or three. That's like nap time for me. Um, and whether or not I take a nap is, is beside the point, but that's traditionally when I would get home from the golf course and be like tired. So uh, yeah. that's just, that's just my tired time. So, you know, a lot of the episode, <laughs> tired, tired I was like, time. yeah, it, nap time. I love nap that time. Dan has a tired time. <laughs> it's, it's every day, no matter what I do at like three o'clock, I'm just tired no just matter what. Funk. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, also from Dave Gardner he says, let me bring my laptop a little closer. <laughs> he said, uh, this was your best show ever. You had the, quote, A team, A lineup for sure. You didn't have to drag anyone over the finish line or spoon feed any of the hosts in this episode. I'd go with this all-star lineup from here, here on in. <laughs> so I, I, I couldn't figure out, Dave, if that's a, a jab at Eric or if you're being sarcastic. Typical, I couldn't tell. Typical Boston asshole is what I got out of that comment. It did make me giggle, though. I giggled. And if I knew his, his address, I'd go fight him. <laughs> fight Dave. That's an open challenge, David. How about arm wrestling? No, I don't know. Just fight him. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Guys, this is a video game podcast. We can settle this with video games somehow. What, well, you... well, I already challenged him to an NHL match, and he didn't want any part of it. What yes, game, Dave, it's, what game are you good at? It's got, it's got to be a crossover game, like a game that you both play. Yeah. Dave, you tell me a game you're good at. Challenge. The, we'll ga- play. the gauntlet's been thrown. It has been tossed. The he only tossed. plays Viva Pinata. <laughs> I actually had Viva Pinata and I really liked it. Corey, I got a feeling he plays Fruit Ninja too. <laughs> <laughs> you know how people up in Boston like to cut their fruit up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fruit. That's okay. what they call them up in Boston. Fruit Ninjas? Yeah. <laughs> okay, then Michael Arterburn said. Sweet deal, fellas. It's me again and not so drunk as before. Hoping to hear about Secret of Mana if any of you played it and enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, Michael, I have no problem with you drinking. That's fine. We, we encourage We that. encourage drinking. So that, <laughs> no, a no, no judgment zone. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no issues there. <laughs> no issues the there. <laughs> In fact, if you want to hear some drunkenness, just listen to our St. Paddy's Day episode. <laughs> because, boy, I don't remember any of that episode. Dan, Dan got so shit-faced that day. 
was great. By the end of the night, I, well, I, I when I got home from, we went to a friend's house yeah. and hung out there for a little bit, played some beer pong and whatnot. Which was hilarious. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I just remember hitting that last cup and barely being able to stand up. I won a game somehow. Well, it I managed wasn't just to hit a that, cup. But, it, like, the awkwardness of... It was kind of like our group, yeah, being like us <laughs> and <laughs> the other people that like that were there. I don't know. Did you know any of them? No, okay, I didn't. He said Dan didn't even know any of them except for the hosts, right? Who went to our high school, yeah. And it was just like, but we were so drunk that it made no difference. No, I was perfectly happy. Uh, but we ended up making like, ass of myself. Yeah, going down to the basement and just like laying on the floor of their <laughs> yeah. basement for a while, like for no reason and i'm Uh-oh. sure the people that were there that didn't know us and weren't drunk were just like who the fuck are those assholes are these assholes that you invite over here they're just like <laughs> slopping around on your basement floor falling over each other on the beer pong table like it's well, fucking the- two o'clock in the afternoon like uh, the difference is, is they were all trying to be lovely guests. They were. We were just being ourselves. <laughs> we were just being real, man. That's all we were doing. Yeah, I, I see no problem with that. Yeah. Uh, I was not sober. And when I when I got home, I took the dog out for what I felt. I you know wanted to play with him for a few minutes, but sure, who I was out there for the I was out there for over an hour just sitting in the yard throwing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> So and the neighbors a couple houses down had a campfire and they were sitting around their campfire. The They're probably just... like, "What the hell is he doing, sitting out in the cold?" Well, I've dark. been drinking again. Oh man, fun day though. Holy crap! Great day. Great day. So I, yeah, if you want to hear drunkenness, just I, listen to that. I just episode. remember you trying to kick a soccer ball and you falling. Yeah, I did a lot of I falling. Video. <laughs> I did. I did a lot of falling that day. Yep. And some of it was for jokes, but some of it was I legitimately lost my balance yeah, sure. and fell. Sure. Uh, anyway, Secret of Mana. We talked about that already. A little so. bit. I remember playing it, but I just don't remember that much about it. Um, but as I said, even the games that I like love, um, I don't remember that much about, like Legend of Zelda, stuff like that. So, or the the games that made my top five list, I don't remember that much about. Like I don't, I don't remember the ending of Final Fantasy VI. <gasps> I just don't remember the ending. I remember the it's, the battle. Take that back. It's quite possibly one of the best endings of any game ever. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because I really like the game. Yeah. I remember the battle, but I don't remember what happens afterwards. It's been so long since I've beaten it, I think. Just go to YouTube, man. No, I'm not going to do that. I'll, I'll, Because I'll, I'm probably not quite halfway through it, but maybe a third of the way through it. So I'm, you know, over the summer, hopefully I'll get it finished off. So, yes. Yes and yes. Okay. Anyone else, anything to add about that? About uh, drunkenness? I'm probably going to try and play Secret of Mana and get through it. There you go. It's just hard, like, because we have so many games to play, and it's hard to go back and play an older game yeah. and sink a lot of time into it. Yeah. Yeah, because we, I mean, we're trying to stay present with stuff, too. But, it, I mean, at the same time, our, our podcast is centered around, like, consumers, you know? And, and yeah. these games, you know, still to this day hold up, and that's important, I think, for a consumer. Sure. Is stuff that you know lasts has lasting power. So, okay. Uh, I'm getting new Facebook stuff as we. As Although we Corey, the um, the game that you teased that you played this week, yeah. I almost started playing that this week too. Oh. Yeah. Wow, Bill and Jeff are just huge fans of that, and they're always talking about it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I I want to play Dead Space. Or, 
Whoopsie Daisy. Well, I want to play it too. Yeah, I already talked about <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, the last piece of feedback was also from Dave Gardner, who said, "I hope you have the A team again this week." And then uh, what did I write in response, Dan? You wrote, "Unfortunately, Dave, I make my not so triumphant return." And completely look like a fucking jackass within five minutes of recording. Corey, you missed that. <laughs> what happened? Dan was talking about the UK. I don't even remember what it was. It was the UK ASA uh, telling or saying that the Mass Effect 3 advertising was not false advertising. Right. And I've right. had a few run-ins with some Russians lately that have really pissed me off. And I said something like, well... My opinion of the Russians has really gone downhill. And, I, and Dan just looks at me and he goes, UK? <laughs> I was confused because I didn't know if I had said Russia. Well, not as confused as I was, apparently, Dan. Yeah, it would have been funny do. if after Dan goes, UK, you were just like, yeah, the Russians. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. I agree. That was pretty embarrassing. That's when I had my beer. <laughs> But I did blame it on Russ from not being here last week. Yeah. Oh, sure. Definitely. Uh, oh, we also have a voicemail. Let me call that up real quick. Voicemail. It's exciting. I was I was forget to get that set up ahead of time. Well, what yeah. can we talk about real quick? Um, 3DSs. Early. Did, I have something we can talk about. What? Did Will do a good job of all my nibble bits? Yeah. I tried. Oh, and by the way, did you see NimbleBits came out with their next game? Oh, no. really? What is it? Uh, it's something about airplanes. I can't remember now. What, gonna... Wait, what did they make before? They made Tiny Tower. Never played it. Tiny Tower is awesome. It's remember like... Zynga ripped them off? Yeah, it's one of my favorite apps. The tower building game. Yeah, okay. I'm going to look it up. Corey, one thing we talked about, Dan wanted me to share some of my E3 thoughts. Um. So I just talked about some of the games that I was interested in. What kind fancy? Well, let me pull up my notes here just real quick, a little recap. Uh, Zombie U, Beyond, Two Souls, Last of Us, Halo 4, and Watch Dogs. Yeah, man. Those but are I'm, all the ones we were pretty much into. I'm pretty excited to have a PS3. Dude, all exactly. And it, if you're into that Beyond game, you got to try Heavy Rain. Oh, well, then that's what I said. That's probably yeah. the next game I'm going to buy, actually. And also, Corey, I don't know if you saw this. One of my nibble bits was um, kind of related to the PS3 also. They put $20 million into the PlayStation Network over the next three years to develop um, games for the PSN. Sweet. So hopefully we'll see some more games for that. PS3 is where it's at, yo. Eh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> for a guy that only has a PS3, it is. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think... I. I feel like The Last of Us and the Beyond game are are pretty good reasons if you don't own a PS3 to buy one, I think. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm excited for them. If I don't end up getting a Wii U in the fall, maybe I'll get a PS3 instead. Hey. But I, I I do want to get a Wii U for the podcast's sake, you know. Right, yeah. Um, but if it's going to be 400 bucks, Which I it's really, looking like right I, now, I, right? Yeah, I really can't see myself spending 400 bucks Not on a Wii U. Not for just Zombie U. No. I, just, I can't see it, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, here's the voicemail. Hi, Thumbs the Cat Least. It's an avid listener. I had some information about cable companies like Comcast and Time Warner um, slowing down downloads from Netflix and Hulu, and I wondered if you had any information or comments on that. Thanks. Bye. We have a girl listener. Woohoo! <laughs> Weird. 
Um, I have actually heard that it's. I don't know. Well, if that's it's bu- true, it's, it's bullshit. That's complete bullshit for, for one thing, because it's none of their business what you do with your internet. As long as you know, if you're paying for paying out the ass, it, yeah, especially if you're a Comcast subscriber and you have like the. I think their cap is 300 gigs now. If you're under that cap, they should not care the least nope. bit what you spend your internet on. That's that's ridiculous. And really, I, I feel like as consumers, we should do a better job of demanding better internet speeds because our internet is not fast compared to a lot, a lot of the the rest of the first world you know countries. We won't. No. Americans won't do a damn thing. No. Um, be like I said, consumers should demand it. And really, what needs to happen is they need to stop. Um, like, I know most areas only have, like, one possible choice for a uh, provider for, like, you know, for around here, it's it's cable um, is really the best you can get, and it's it's Time Warner. That's your only choice. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of DSL choices, but DSL around here isn't as fast as the, the cable internet. So, so you know. Sure. What, what do you got to add about that, Corey? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, a lot of ISPs do it, and it's called throttling. Yeah. Um, and it's not necessarily – I mean, yeah, they can pick which apps they want to slow bandwidth down for, but um, that's what that's what the whole inter, uh, net neutrality thing is about, is about preventing ISPs from doing that. Um, so, yeah, like it'd be nice if no ISP could do that, but at the same time, that's just another example of government intervention. Right. Stepping into an industry and, you know, enforcing whatever. Right. Um, that said, I mean, yeah, throttling sucks. And you guys are right. Like the consumers have to do a better job of it because if you have different options for it, there are ISPs that advertise like we won't throttle. Yeah. And if you have an option to use that ISP, you should. So the other ones that do throttle, you yeah. know, lose business and change their business practices because of it. Right. In a perfect world, that's what would happen, but that's obviously not going to happen. And part of the problem, like you said, Dan, is the monopolies. Yeah. On and areas. Come, yeah, and th- those come from the infrastructure is already in place for time Warner cause they have the cable lines everywhere. Yeah. So they don't have to spend money to, you know, Verizon doesn't have to come in and lay a bunch of line. Um, right. Because time Warner, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, some of the, I know some of the like more outlying areas, not, not specifically in Binghamton or, you know, the, the triple cities or, you know, where we are in Endwell. Um, but some of the more outlying cities have like different companies that they can get cable, uh, cable internet from. Like I know Cox is one of them. And I guess their internet is like super fast compared. To, it's like twice as fast as, as Time Warner's internet. Yeah. It's like really like why? Time Warner is, is a huge company. They should have the best internet, but it's not. And it's really not that expensive for them to maintain or even like upgrade their their stuff. And it would make their customers a lot happier. They don't um, give a shit about that. No. And uh, like when when EA won the the won that poll for being the worst company, I'm like, no way. Time Warner is far worse than than ea could ever dream and then of they release tiger woods well yeah that's pretty bad but you don't have to buy like i, I feel like internet is a necessity nowadays yeah. um and if you, time warner's your only choice really that's you know Got you have to short do hairs dan yeah exactly you know yeah so you know but absolutely. as i said consumers need to do a better job of demanding better better service uh that said i i i don't know it would take a lot for me probably to cancel my uh, cable internet to go to like DSL um, or something. I agree. Verizon is Verizon FiOS available yet? I know that's not was here to the area. Not here. It is. No. Yeah. Eventually, it's supposed to it's supposed to be here, but it's it's not here, not yet. It's it's in like Syracuse and Scranton, 
I yeah. think, and even like Elmira, but not Elmira. not quite not quite in Binghamton yet. What the fuck does Elmira have to offer? <laughs> I don't know, nothing. I think I have like six different ISP, like the capability to have six different ISPs. Yeah. Do you know what you use? Optimum. <laughs> okay. Will brings up a good point. What's that? What's that? What does Binghamton have to offer? True. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> good point. <laughs> But Time Warner is one of the ones that you ha- have available to you in New York City, right? I think so. Do you think that one of the reasons why your 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 upload speed, especially, is so fast, is because it's a smaller provider? It could be. I mean, maybe that's just what what they advertise. You know, we have great upload speed, so for people that need that, yeah, you know, it's it's a, it's a valid option. I don't know why they they chose Optimal Online here. I, it works fine, you know. Yeah. I don't know. No complaints. Huh. I don't know if there's any throttling. I'm not sure if the whole internet, uh, net neutrality thing actually went through anywhere or not. I don't know if it's... I haven't heard of any examples of it. I thought I heard somewhere that that it is, like it became a thing, but I don't know. Huh. That's that's the whole politic inside of it, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move into news. Corey, why don't you do news first? You want me to kick it off? Yeah, you can kick it off. Bam! All right, the name of my article, actually I read it on Reddit first, but it's titled Man Plays Same Game of Civilization 2 for 10 Years. That's my article too, Corey. All right, yeah, uh, this was written by Taylor Cock on GameSpy. Um, So the name of the Reddit user was Lyserious, and uh, he posted that he had been playing the same game of Civ 2 for 10 years, and he's locked in a stalemate with the two remaining civilizations. Um, he's the Celts, and he's locked in with the Vikings and Americans. Yeah. Um, they all have completed tech trees, c- completed tech trees, and they've just been nuking the hell out of each other for you know whatever like the last five years he's been playing. Um, and he said that the war fronts hardly move. Peace never lasts long enough to actually end the game, and just like it's just like chaos. The, the all the people starve. Um, <laughs> everybody's just fighting over the few remaining uh, resources on the planet. Yeah, he I, I I also read this article and the all the nuclear wars that they've had melted the ice caps so there's not nearly as much land as there used to be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. I didn't know that could happen. That's pretty pretty smart. So everybody was so taken by this story and it ended up getting picked up everywhere. I saw it yeah. on like the on local Nashville news show. Somebody posted a screenshot of it being talked about in Mexican news somewhere. Oh wow. Um, yeah, like the Guardian had an article, Yahoo News had an article about it. Yeah. Everybody just ran with it. So a whole subreddit started just because of it, um, and it became known on Reddit as the Eternal War. Like it, it, they coined this name for it, and oh, the guy actually cool. uploaded his save so people could take on the game and try and beat it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, which is really cool. And it, yeah. the, the whole subreddit was just about people's different strategy suggestions and you know who should do what and how you should do it. Um, and I just saw earlier today one guy beat it in 58 more years. Really? Playing the game, yeah. Um, and he talked about his strategy for doing that and everything. That's and, probably the the civilization geniuses, you know that that probably exactly. did that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. This is probably like the dude who's like forty now, but back when Civ Two came out, he was like the man at yeah. Civ Two. Yeah, he's dusting <laughs> off his old keyboard. And... <laughs> wow, one I'm more run, honey. One more. For him. <laughs> oh. One more run, honey. You know, I just thought it was really cool. But it, it, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, based off of that, what games have you taken to the extreme? I know, like, well, I think it was you that got all your guys to level 99 in Final Fantasy Tactics. Yep. Oh, yeah. 
like that, that kind of stuff. I was. Oh learning. gosh, I don't think I have one. That in a game. I have a couple. My my gaming attention span is not long enough. Mine, the, the only one I took to the extreme was Morrowind. Uh, one of my characters, I think I had well over 600 hours put into him. Um, I, I can't remember if that was for PC or Xbox, but all the, I mean, all the stuff I had. And I still hadn't explored the whole island of Morrowind um, even after 600 hours. And that, was, like I said, was just one character. Um, I actually tried to uncover the whole map because it, it uncovered in like little tiny squares so I would I would make, make a levitation I don't know if it was a mod or if it was I just made like levitation potions and would like levitate over the mountains because there's some mountains that you just couldn't couldn't climb so that was that would probably be my only game that I took to the extreme was Morrowind and I played it both on PC and on Xbox but Thousands of hours spent playing That's that. That's crazy. One. Yeah. What about you, Will? What are yours? Uh, the Final Fantasy Tactics one, I got my initial party all level 99, maxed out everything. I don't know if you consider this as much of an extreme, but when Super Smash Bros. Brawl came out, there was like a specific number of matches you had to do to unlock every character. It was like maybe 500 or 1,000. And what I did is I'd do deathmatch, so everybody had like one hit and you're dead, and one stock life, and I'd keep replaying the fight over and over again until I got to like the 1,000 fights you had to unlock all the characters. Oh, cool. So I did that. I don't have another one, but I can't really remember. Yeah. But I have a couple examples. Just that stuff. That sort of stuff. Do you have anything, Eric? No, I really don't. My my gaming attention <laughs> span is awful. <laughs> Mine is generally like relatively lazy, but I do like to you know, finish things, but that's the only one that I, I really I get put a ton caught of time up in, in the hype of new games, and I just want to go buy them. You know yeah, what I mean? And then yeah. I forget about the other games I'm playing. Yeah, don't blame me. What about you, Corey? You know, I I really can't I can't think of any good examples. I know back in the day I'd try and do weird things with like Mario game, like try and break the game by doing weird things. Uh huh. Um, and actually, I saw today somebody did a speed run for Super Mario 64 and beat it in like 40 or got 70 stars in 45 minutes or something like that. Whoa. Holy crap! by like just like doing game exploits and stuff like like you know all everything's on the cartridge but just like exploiting all the the little things you can in the game huh. um making weird jumps that you're not supposed to make and stuff like that that's pretty impressive awesome game. I, I i hope i got that right because i don't know i don't want to get called out on that but yeah i think yeah. i'm pretty sure it was like 45 minutes for 70 stars huh. <laughs> it's insane very nice yes, incredible. okay well thank you for that Corey. Yeah, that was a really interesting article, actually. And being a like a Civ play, I've played since Civ three. Um, I did play two, but I don't really remember. I played one too, but don't really remember that one either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had Civ three, four, and, and obviously I have five now. So that was that was really interest an interesting article for me. It's just all the strategy and stuff that people talked about, like how yeah. complex that stuff is. Reading all the Reddit stuff and people just giving their strategies and how to beat it was just so interesting. Yeah, and I. I mean, I've always felt like it got to a point where I couldn't do anything anymore. So it's it's cool that he was able to, like, I don't know if he he was the person that wiped out all the other civilizations. Or I know he said the Vikings were kind of the aggressors. Right. Um, <laughs> they would, you know, always be attacking people. Typical. Yeah, he said whenever they'd make a peace the day after the Vikings would attack with nuclear weapons. Yeah. Well, that's why I think the guy that beat it ended up getting an alliance with the Americans long enough to... Uh, set stuff up with the Vikings. Ah. So, to, to cripple the Vikings right away? Yeah. And then he had to kill off the Americans because the alliance didn't last after that or something. And it turns out, he didn't say it in the original post, but the Sioux, were, I think it was the Sioux, 
were still there. They were on an island like far away, um, and they only had like four little cities. So he just kind of neglected them, but they were still there too huh. in, in the save that he uploaded. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty fascinating stuff. It really is. Makes me want to play a civilization game. Yeah, Civ Five is pretty sweet. Years. Civ Five is pretty sweet. I like it a lot. Will it run on my computer? Probably not. Oh boy. Probably not. It would burn up your laptop, I think. Yeah, I had a hard time. I installed it um, and played like one game on my laptop, and it ran like crap. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty intensive, especially like later on, um, because of all the stuff that's going on. Time. Time for change. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eric, why don't you go ahead with your news article? Okay. This one is from Kotaku by Steven Totilo. Um, Nintendo's top people are discussing ways to make their new games more like their old ones. Um, the best part of this article that I found that I thought we could discuss is um, he's talking about games, are ta- especially Nintendo games apparently, are taking a lot more time to become fun. I guess because, especially with the Wii, with all the motion controls everything, there's like so much tutorial involved yeah, in it. a lot bigger learning curve. Right, and... I guess they're trying to get back to, like, just the side-scrolling and stuff like that. Because the new Mario is a side-scroller? Yes. Correct? Yeah. He said he played some of it, and he his initial thought was he didn't like it that much. And he, he said to the guy from Nintendo, he's like, this doesn't seem very, like, adventurous for you guys. No. And, and they said, well, we're trying to kind of get back to to what worked before. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right route to go because I saw the video for the new Super Mario Brothers U and it looked like new Super Mario Brothers Wii with like a little bit better graphics. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is really what it looked like. It was kind of a disappointment, I right. thought, cuz I thought they were going to go the more the uh Mario 64 route. Right. But they didn't. So you think they're that they're putting too much into their games and people are just like in terms of having to learn how to use it, the controllers and everything? Uh I don't know. That's a tough question because, yeah, the the new Super Mario Brothers Wii was very accessible because, it, right. you know, there's two buttons. And, and I loved it. It was a great game, yeah, because it was throwback. But do you, do you think that would work again for no. them? Yeah. No, they got to do something a little different. Yeah, that's what I think, too. What about you, Corey? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think part of the problem is, like, back in the day, um, there wasn't really an in-game tutorial for games. It was like you, right. you either read the manual or you just figure it out for yourself. Um, and, and games could be complex back then, but a lot of people didn't want to read the manual, so they just figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. And That was part like, of the fun of it. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. And it, just discovering new things and teaching yourself. And uh, where was I going with that? Just that, you know, you, just because your game is complex doesn't mean you need a complex tutorial. Right. right. Just, like, people aren't stupid. They'll figure it out, right. you know, if, if they don't figure said. it out. I'm sorry, go ahead. That's what he said. He was like, it, the games used to be, you started it and the fun began. But now, the fun is a begin for an hour or two. Yeah. Because they feel like they got to hold your hand and walk you through all the tutorials because the controls are so wacky and whatnot. So Yeah. Especially with the Wii where it's aimed towards, you know, families or, or children. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, they probably feel like they have to guide children a little more than they would somebody our age that's playing a game like Zelda. Yeah, I, f- I feel like kids have an easier time figuring stuff out like that. 
Well, also, games are so freaking easy nowadays. Yeah. Right. Relative to how they were back in the day. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think Mario would re- or Nintendo would really score big with a new Mario RPG done by, like, a Bioware. Yeah. I think that would be huge. Well, yeah, it'd be something so different and right. something that people could get excited about because yeah. it hasn't, it's just right. something totally different. Exactly. That would be unexpected and exactly. just new. Yeah. Instead of just another side-scrolling Mario. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, the new Super Mario Brothers Wii was cool because it because it was different from the the Mario Galaxies. Right. Um, what was the Mario Sunshine? Yeah, for yeah. for mm-hmm. Wii was that for Wii? No, it was for no, GameCube. Was... GameCube. Mm-hmm. I thought it was sixty-four. So it was a lot different from that. <laughs> so I feel like if they if they rehashed, I thought it was for sixty-four too. Yeah. Actually, or Super Wii. Mario Sunshine. Yeah, I don't no, remember. Was GameCube. I, yeah, I think you're right. So I think if they did something like like a Mario sixty four, at this point or Mario RPG, I think that would that would be different. Yeah. As opposed to side scrolling, because the 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 handheld ones are side scrolling too. So. Yeah, I mean. Meh. Well, isn't Mario Galaxy like Mario sixty four? Really? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Just I think it's kind of the same thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you said, with the claymation Mario would be would be. Or did I read that somewhere else? I didn't say that. Oh, I read. I must have read that somewhere else. Maybe I read it on Destructoid. Someone suggested making a claymation Mario, which I think would be pretty cool, in the vein of like a Little Big Planet, a little bit, that with like be, claymation type graphics. That'd be pretty I think, cool. I think what we're kind of getting at is that Nintendo shouldn't try and make the games that they used to make. You know, like yeah. Maybe I phrase. Maybe I phrase that wrong. I don't know. It's just. It's hard to. I think they're picking. I think they're picking the wrong. The wrong thing to return to. Okay. The wrong aspects of gameplay. Yeah. Like. Well. I mean. No. But they're like the games that they're they're making now are Super Mario World, basically. You know. Yeah. I think they need to move a little past that into the, you know, into remaking Mario RPG, remaking Mario sixty four mm-hmm. on the I current gen. I think you're probably right, Dan. I mean, if That's I had I a Wii U, see. I would definitely buy it, and I'm right. sure it would be a good game. Yeah, but it's like it's not something that's going to make me want to. I have to go get the Wii U. No, now. absolutely not. And I, I was, like I said, kind of disappointed yeah. in, well, that, in the new Mario. And that's what this guy says too. Yeah, that's the argument I had with uh, my my friend here. Is I talked about it a little bit on the last episode. Yeah, but I was just like, I, I don't want to go out and buy a new piece of hardware just to play Mario and Zelda over and over again you no, know what i mean getting old like that's that's the only reason i buy those those systems really are sure. for yeah. those games yep when when know. we got a ps3 just waiting for um last of us and beyond two souls coming out you yeah, know something different something you can get excited about yeah totally i don't know i'm telling you though Whatever. a new rpg a mario rpg by bioware i would be freaking hey, pumped for I'm it i'm sure most people would <laughs> i'd be freaking pumped for it won't happen though no, it won't. It really won't. Nintendo's got to get their shit together, man. They do. They're just out of touch. They do. I hope their system's strong enough to handle next-gen graphics, too, because some people said it's it's a little bit more advanced of a PS3, PS3 Xbox 360. It's, like, slightly more advanced than that, that it's not going to have the, the staying power that the new Microsoft and Sony systems have. Uh, it's depressing. So we'll see. That's pretty depressing. We'll see. I saw something that said that I forget what game it was, but it actually looked worse on the Wii U than it did on the PS3. Oh, really? Was yeah, it? I think it might have been Batman. I was gonna say it was a Batman. Makes me want to throw up. It's a shame. And did you guys see that tweet I sent out? What was it? Or the the rumored price for the Wii U? 
I think I did. What was it? it was four hundred and some bucks? Four hundred bucks. Yeah, I ain't paying four hundred bucks for that thing. That's too no. much. That's insane. Literally, the only game I want to play right now for that is Zombie, Zombie U, and yeah. I don't want to play it for four hundred dollars. Yeah. Plus yeah, the price exactly. of the game. And Iwata actually came out and said he was nervous about the gamepad because that technology would cost so much hardware-wise for the system, and it would totally jack up the price. But they decided to do it anyway. That's fine if you're going to put a good good run of games out there, but you're not. Not so far. You know. Well, they did. They did say. Well, it, see, I I've read different. Uh, sources that said Call of Duty Black Ops 2 was going to be on there. One yeah. said it's rumored, and then one was like, it's definite. And then I checked one who would, that was actually published after the one that said late or, uh, definite. It actually said just a rumor. So I don't know. But even something like that, it's like somebody like me who's had an Xbox for years, I'm going to play that on Xbox. Right, with all your friends and yeah. all your other people who have been playing those games on I Xbox. I don't think they're going to switch people over like, like me that have been playing it on Xbox just to be like, oh, now I'm going to try it on Wii U with that no. new controller. No. Right. It's not and that's gonna like happen. the thing with Batman. It's like, who is this mystical gamer that really wants to play Batman <laughs> and is just holding out to get it on Wii U? Right. Or just Mass Effect 3. Like, that's yeah. not... No. You want to you wanna at least carry a save <laughs> from Mass Effect 2 into Mass Effect 3. They should have released Mass Effect 2 first, or both together. This yeah. conversation's making me not want to buy Wii U at all. <laughs> like... Me too. Completely. I'm, I, I'm talking myself out of it. Yeah. I know I, I, one of us needs to get one, and I know, I know it's probably going to be me, but I, I really don't want it to be we me. We should all just chip in. Yeah, you're probably right. Pass I'm, pass it around. I'd be willing to do that. Pass it around like a like a cheap hoe. We should get one of those, too. <laughs> cheap hoe. Will you in? Sure. Just okay. me and you? <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go next with my news article. My news article actually was sent to me by my wife. Uh, really, like, I don't know, really late. I don't know. I checked my email at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, and she had sent it to me at some point during the night. I don't know when that happened. I was sound asleep. But it the, uh, the name of the article is, Is the Video Game Industry Dying? Question mark. Um, I've was been by, thinking about this, Dan. Have you? Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was by Chris Morris of CNBC, and this was it was on Yahoo Games. And when I read the article, I was like, oh, such bullshit. And I got really defensive right away um, and angry. Um, but really, it was it was a good article. And I, actually, I wanted to read the beginning, so I got to call that up. Yeah, I am, I'm not prepared. I've been thinking about this. Like, with all the, the things coming out about the shitty sales of everything and, like, people just going under and I don't know. Well, it's depressing a little this bit. This guy actually did a nice nice article about it. Did he? As I call it up. Because, I mean, I, everything's going to be expensive, and nobody has any goddamn money. No, and, and he mentioned that, too. No. I mean, it's going to be a bitch for me to buy a new system when it comes out. I mean, if the Wii U is going to be 400 bucks, what's what's the new Xbox going to cost? I can't imagine they're going to the, – that either Sony or Microsoft will want to charge more than 400 I really can't God, see that. I hope not. That's I mean, Sony blames its high price for the sluggish Sony – playstation sales out of the gate yeah. so i think they kind of learned their lesson okay so here's the article it says e3 is usually video game industry's big big party of the year a chance to celebrate its strengths and showcase the titles it expects to drive sales forward for the rest of the year but as the game ma- as the game makers gather for this year's event a cloud hangs over the soiree 
Retail sales are down 27% compared to this time in 2011. Mobile devices are stealing the spotlight from the traditional consoles, and naysayers are openly questioning the long-term viability of the console industry. Um, he goes on to say that uh, other fa- there's other factors to consider. Um, one of the important things is that current-gen systems have had a really long life cycle. Usually, you know, it's about five years for the current generation life cycle. Uh, or the current, or it's usually about five years for a life cycle for a system. Um, and Eric Handler of MKM Partners, he's like an like an analyst, I guess, said we've had an abnormally long console cycle, and I think people are ready for something new. So, I mean, that's that's probably a good reason, I would think. Um, and a lot of the sales figures now are compared with peak Wii sales um, when when retailers couldn't keep the system in stock. So obviously, you know, you you tapped into a market that wasn't your you know, your standard gamer or your hardcore gamer, someone that's going to buy games, you know, all throughout their life. It, they they were, you know, people were buying Wii's that had never even touched a video game before. So the 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 industry had that boost from that that just wasn't sustainable for, you know, your average non-gamer, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things that he that he uh, brought up. He also said, uh, "What's the... yeah?" He said, um, "And I can't read my handwriting, so that's <laughs> that's why I'm uh, having trouble here." Typical Dan. I know. I got. I can't should read his own I should, I should write neater. He goes on to say, uh, he, he t- talk about E3 a little bit and some of the expected announcements, some of the you know non-expected announcements. But he says at the end that uh, games like the new Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty games will still put out big numbers for their publishers um so but i mean really the whole thing of the article was that uh you know you you're you're at the end of your console life cycle so they're not selling systems because people who's going to buy like a brand new xbox right now at this time really (coughs) i mean unless yours breaks or would you buy a new xbox or like if i was to buy a ps3 Probably, probably not. Not unless. I mean, I just got a PS3. Well, no, but you, I mean, when you got it, you got it at Christmas time. You probably had two years before the new systems are coming out, right? Wasn't it right after Christmas or right before Christmas? Yeah, you've had it for a while. Yeah, it was. It was right at tax time. Yeah, so you're looking at almost two years of having a PS3 before yeah. the new psych- The new systems are supposed to come out. Right. Um. He also said, you know, the downturn in the economy is not helping. Uh, so you know you're less likely to spend sixty dollars on a game, but a mobile game that you think you're going to like, if you spend three bucks on, you know, you're more likely to do that right now. So Absolutely. once the economy uptakes a little bit, that'll help too. So, what do you think, Corey? I don't think he is dying. Was that the phraseology? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy that at all. No. Changing, I think, is a much better. Yeah. No. And he. He. I mean, he, that was the title of the article, but he. All of his evidence in the article was to support that video games are not dying. Oh, okay. Um, and like I said, most of it was that the the Wii numbers were artificially inflated. All the other, you know, all the sales figures. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that obviously the numbers are down now because no one's buying the Wii system or any of the Wii games anymore. Um, you know, because that was your non-standard gamer. You know. Yeah, I guess Nintendo is actually losing money for, like, the first time. I guess they lost money in, like, 2001 or something like that for a little while. Uh-huh. But it's, like, the first time ever they're losing money. Uh-huh. I'm not surprised. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, I just think I just think companies are adapting, you know? Yeah. Um, and if they don't, they're going to go under. Right. 
Yeah, I don't know. I like I said when, when I read that, I was I was very defensive, but he he like he makes good points and his point was that not the video game industry is not dying, but the that the Wii skewed the numbers. Sure. Which it I mean, it did, obviously. Yeah, cuz it sold it didn't sell like a game console. It sold like a piece of entertainment that everybody needed to have. Right. Yeah, you're right. No, it's just cuz it was something different and I don't know. People People will buy into that because they're stupid. Yeah, it, it was definitely like an impulse buy. Absolutely, I feel like. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's something that'll be replicated again either. I don't think the Wii U is going to come out and people are going to be like, "Oh, I need that." I think people are already going to be like, "Well, I have my creative game device that I yep. can do motion things with. I don't want another one." You You're know, probably right. Yeah, it's it's not it's not the the Nintendo systems aren't really for gamers and I. People will hate me for saying that, but that's I mean true. it's true. It's like you, they have Mario and Zelda, and that's why gamers get it. Gamers, like the hardcore gamers, the people who are buying millions of consoles, aren't getting the Nintendo systems for the create the creativity, the Wemo or the two screens. They're getting it for Mario and Zelda. Yep. Yeah, and that's Metroid. it. Um, and the other thing about Wii selling like that, it's just like around Christmas time, like. I think it was just kind of a thing to buy for people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, w- what else are we going to get? What do you want? Oh, I don't know. Well, I'll get you a Wii then. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and he said during the article that, you know, anyone under 95 was playing a Wii. Right. Schools were buying Wiis for gym class. Uh, our place of work has had it in the break room. Exactly. A number of times. Yeah, so... That's, and I mean, another that's thing was the artificial scarcity that they had. Like, they didn't need to have too few Nintendo Wiis when it came out. Yeah. But they, by doing that, it built hype. And, yeah. You know, it became this this coveted thing that if you got one, you were like the man. Or if you found one in a store, you had to buy it. Yeah. Because yeah. who knows when you're going to get a chance right. to have one again. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, that, that certainly helped in a lot of ways. Yeah. I agree. I don't know. We'll I, see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he makes good point. I think that's a really good point that the, the Wii artificially inflated everything. Or yeah. what was the, the terminology? Skewed the numbers. Yeah, skewed the numbers a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, he said, you know, your, your hardcore gamers will always be there and, and be buying consoles and spending money on downloadable content and stuff. So, which uh, it's true. I'm always, as long as there's a console, I'm probably going to buy it as long as I have the money and I'm not homeless. Even if I was homeless, I'd probably, you know, I'd probably, uh, uh, mug a, (laughs) mug a few, uh, mall shoppers just so I could get my, uh, get my console. Stand outside the door on midnight release. Yeah, exactly. Whoop Oops. someone's ass. Yep, steal their game. The old Nancy Kerrigan trick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a Nancy club Kerrigan. to the knee. Sure. Yep. I mean, you could even argue that Call of Duty kind of skewed everything, too. Sure. I mean, that became, or the the most, Modern Warfare 3 became in, was it the first, yeah, the first day of its release, the best-selling piece of entertainment ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, in, it, I feel like a lot of. Well, World of Warcraft too, really. I mean, everybody's trying to replicate that kind of success, and they do that by pouring all this money into these games that just aren't that great. Yeah. And you know, I don't they understand end up not selling great. Like, how does somebody that works there just not be like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Yeah. Because the people that make those decisions aren't the people that make the games or play the games. Yeah, it's people higher up. Yeah. More more business minded people, not not creation minded people. It's like going to a Cowboys game. 
Yes. The only people with season tickets are business people with a lot of money, not real fans like right. a Bills game. Right, right, right. They, they see the dollar signs and they're like, we need a World of Warcraft. Right. Make yeah. us one. I don't care how much money it costs. Make us one. Make it the same. We'll just make it look a little different. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I, I'm I'm less critical of Call of Duty. I mean, it's it's still not a game for me, but at the same time, they're still good games. You see why people play them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I get it too. I'm super pumped for the next one. <laughs> Which incidentally, both World of Warcraft and um, Call of Duty are Activision games. So, go figure. Yeah, and he well, mentioned in his article Grand Theft Auto because that's another one that that always um, gets a lot of hype around it like and se- sells a ton of copies, which. I, I mean, baffles me. <laughs> Same here, Dan. I mean, I, what a shitty game. I get the Call of Duty thing, but the Grand Theft Auto thing, I don't get. It, it. wore off so fast oh. on me. I'm like, what is the draw here? I yeah. just don't. People just want to be violent, I guess. I, I don't know. In a game? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what it is. It's fun for like an hour of yeah. turning around, and then you're like, wait, so what do I do? Like, this Nothing. isn't fun. Yeah. It's stupid. I, I really tried to like Grand Theft Auto 4. I and remember I did how for... excited we were when we went to get it. Yeah. Like, the guy out at GameStop was just hyping the shit out of me. He's like, you guys aren't going to believe this game. Yeah. Like, wait, I don't believe how shitty this game is. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. How much it looks like Grand Theft Auto 3, yeah. but with better graphics. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, so, I don't know. Yep, that's think, my article. Go ahead. I think games are just trying to, like, cope with becoming more mainstream. You know, it's it's trying to adapt to that mainstream entertainment, like movies and everything. Yeah. You know, because yep. like here we are talking about games that are hugely popular. But for guys like us who are more traditional gamers to us, it's just like, all right, that's kind of cool. But like, you know, it doesn't really do anything for us. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah, maybe Call of Duty for for Eric. But and Will, don't leave me there. Well, I would <laughs> say Will is part of that mainstream gaming generation. You know? I kind of think I am a little bit, too, though. Yeah, yeah, probably because like me and More Dan, than you and Dan we playing, at least, we were playing like the the early PC games though. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't know. like 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 the Civilizations and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Not that those are early PC games, but they were. I don't know. They when when games first started, the guys that were like twenty in in their twenties and thirties were playing like Civilization and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And now it's like gamers start being gamers when they're. Seven. Young as shit. <laughs> I don't know. Not I, that we didn't do... I don't know where I'm trying to go with this. Do you, you guys understand what I'm saying at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hardly understand myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know I know what you mean. Because, like, the, those people, when, when video games first started coming out and they had their PCs that compl- that played games were, like you said, in, their tw- in college, yeah. probably. And, uh, you know, started then, whereas people nowadays start playing games pretty much as soon as they can hold a controller, yeah, you know? Right. Will right. was probably one of those that as soon as he Three. could hold a controller he was he was playing playing games you know yeah and i mean actually today i read the average age of a gamer in 2009 was 35 yeah this year it's 37 yeah so i mean it's just getting older and older and older and that's what i mean by games becoming mainstream yeah. and because of that like the industry is having these surges of people in certain areas and other areas try and emulate that and they're not successful at it right yeah I agree. Do you ever, that, yeah. Do you do you ever sit there and wonder if you're going to be playing games when you're like 45? I never wonder. I know for a fact I will. <laughs> yeah, me too. I wonder, and I'm completely okay with it. <laughs> I know I'll be playing 
games and it might not be the latest and greatest console, but I will be playing video games until the day I kick the bucket. Um, I, I'll probably get to a point where I'm like, I don't want your newfangled system. (laughs) I just want my old stuff. You kids in your new system. Yeah. I want my Xbox 360 (laughs) (laughs) and leave me the fuck alone or my Xbox 360 emulator on my PC, whatever. I actually had a conversation uh, at dinner tonight about the podcast that I was doing, and everybody's like, what's a podcast? What do you talk about? And I always feel kind of weird talking about, like, saying, oh, we talk about video games. Because I feel like, especially older people, people judge instantly, you. Think yeah, they instantly judge you. They're like, oh, you're, you're just one of those video game nerds yep. that's trying to justify your lame <laughs> hobby. Um, that makes you want to kill everyone. I always have to explain to them, like, in high school and in college, I hardly played games at all. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I played a lot in middle school, but um, but once I got like a little bit older, I kind of lost interest and in play. You know, I'd go on splurges here and there, but overall, I hardly played at all. And it wasn't until we really started this podcast that I started playing hardcore a lot. Yeah, and yeah, it's just it's just what. Even so, I'm I th- sorry, I'm being I'm being summoned. I feel like go ahead, Dan. Okay, I feel like a lot of older people too don't don't understand how mainstream games really are nowadays too. Not at all. I think that's a, hu- I think a, a huge lot part of the problem. People in general don't understand. Yeah, and I think that's why there's a lot of you know anytime there's uh, something in the in the news about oh you know this person went on a violent rampage and oh they played video games. Well, everybody plays video games now. Everyone under and there's twenty five plays video games. This now. one stupid yes. guy from Norway who would have done it anyway. Yeah, no matter what he who did, who's nothing but a piece of shit. Yeah, let so, alone that he plays Warcraft. I right, mean, right, right, right. Yep. As his training mechanism. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Warcraft and Call of Duty just got him so trained up to just kill. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, everyone games in in one way or the other. Sure. You know, even if you don't pl- like, my wife plays games on her iPad. You know. Yeah. So, no. Yep, that's all I've got. Did you guys? Did you guys see the report that Zynga shares are falling because people aren't playing Zynga games as much anymore? Well, did you hear woo-hoo. about Zynga's new hit? Zynga has it had it coming. Car- new Karma. They, you know, Fruit Ninja. Yeah. Uh, Zynga has zombie swipe out, and it throws zombie limbs up in the air, and you get to slice them in half. <laughs> Just Is like it- Fruit Ninja. <laughs> Is that Are a is that a is that a Zynga pitch? Yeah, no, it's a legit game Zynga oh made. <laughs> That's great. I I could not stop laughing when I saw that. I wanted to download it. So so original. It is it's extremely original. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so sad. It is very. Who sad. did I miss for news? That Will? No, I was with Corey. No, we're all good, Dan. Oh, I was the last one. Yeah. Okay. We just got into some good discussions. Yes, here we tonight. did. Yes, we did. Very good to start. Dis- this, da, da, da. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, we're going to take a, a quick break. Um, the song you're going to hear during the break is the Bear Wire song, Loner. So we'll be right back right after that. Yeah. 
Hey everybody, this is Dan. Uh, I've been—I was just rec- uh, editing the episode that we just finished recording and realized that our entire last segment got deleted. I really have no idea what happened. I remember hitting record and then stop at the end of the segment, and uh, we only have three segments, so I'm just going to fill you in real quick on what we talked about uh, during our "What We Played This Week" segment. Uh, I played more Skyrim. Uh, nothing to add really there. Corey played Dead Space. Will played Diablo 3. Eric played a few new iOS games, which I will have him discuss actually next week in next week's episode. I'll actually have Corey talk about Dead Space because he, he had some good stuff to say about it. And so we'll, we'll, we'll fill you in on, on that stuff in, in next week's episode. Um, one thing I wanted to say is that I am tweaking the audio, audio quality. Whenever I listen to our, our podcast with earbuds, it doesn't come out right. It's got like a weird crackle, um, especially if you listen to it kind of loud like I do because uh, I'm I, I'm going deaf. Well, I'm not going deaf, but you get you get my drift. I have bad ears. So uh, there's there's like a weird crackle um, if, if you listen to it really loud and through earbuds. Any other way you don't notice, um, but the earbuds thing, it, it, and it's it like kind of hurts. So I, I'm working on that. I just wanted to fill you in on that. I'm not sure exactly what the problem is, but I'm, I'm working on it to figure it out. Uh, yeah, other than that, uh, you can, as usual, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thumbstick athletes. Our Twitter is, uh, at capital T capital S athletes. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail. We like to hear the voicemails at 607-527-0547. And then if you, if you like the show and want to help us out, you can, uh, order something through our, our link on Amazon, our, on our website, uh, down on the right hand side underneath our Facebook plug-in thing you can click on our amazon banner and make your order and it doesn't cost you anything else anything extra but it does get a little uh little kickback to to the show if you want to if you want to help us out and be sure you clear your cookies before before you do that because otherwise i guess it doesn't work i don't know i don't know what the deal is but i have heard that you do need to clear your cookies before you do it um that way it, it goes through at least clear your amazon cookies um or just clear your cookies in general but if you're a more savvy browser user, you can you can uh, just clear the cookies for for Amazon, and and that would work, or and probably our website too, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, sorry again about losing our last segment. I have no idea what happened, but uh, back to normal next week. So, uh, thanks for listening.